Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spelunkers, a game exploration podcast. My name is Tom, and this time I am joined with the normal weirdos, plus two extra people. We got Ryan. Yo. Tyler. Hello. Chris. Hi. Skelly. And Victorian Genetics. Hello. Uh, Chris told us that you were toxic. You were toxic something before, so I just want to. Yeah, toxic yeah. Genetics. Yeah, I, said I really changed toxic. it because eventually, eventually, I realized the word toxic is just toxic. a bad word for gamers. So. Word for gamers yeah. <laughs> Negative I think connotation. He, I think he was just trying to confuse us all. So it just. Uh. Um, but anyway, we are here doing our each personal. Top 10 lists of uh, 2020. Well, some of us limited ourselves to 2020. Others did not. <laughs> but that's okay. Because like myself, I only played 12 games that actually came out in 2020. So it's not awful it's that other people list. didn't. It's a tight list, yeah. You know, I had to make sure if I played it at all, it's on the list. Yeah, yeah. I only finished 33, so it was a tight mm-hmm. list for me. Only. Yeah, I did like nine. <laughs> just downloaded an extra one and then like load up the menu screen. Yeah, I'm like, it's like it's good, we're going. Some solid, <laughs> solid gooey right here. I, I feel like I could use this. <laughs> Put it down. Like I know people like this game, so it's I mean, probably the start good. menu looks great. I don't know. <laughs> Very deceiving on some games. I think that's true. Uh, so we are going to go down the same format that we did for our generational list. Um, if we have uh, a doubled up game or, well, six tupleted up game, <laughs> that we'll talk about it at some point. And then when it gets to that point in our list, we'll let you know where it is. Plus, we got some community lists. I think we got five that we will go over at the, at the end after we complete ours. And I believe Tyler is going to start us off. I am. Uh, okay, so my number 10 is Carrion by Phobia Studios. Um, I don't know. Has anybody else played this? Yeah. I did. I didn't I realize didn't it came like up this year. I won't talk about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just, it's basically just a small little indie platformer where you're playing as a, you know, a genetic alien. It's basically the thing. And you're just going around and murdering scientists. And it was like super fun. And it's one of these games where the um, movement mechanics in it were what make the game so fun and interesting. It's like gives you a perspective that you don't really see in a lot of games of actually like you're always fighting these monsters, but instead you actually get to be the monster and kind of go through the mindset of what that monster might be going through on the other side of like trying to get away from the scientists that are trying to capture it and you know, take this thing down. I just thought it was a really unique concept being able to play like that other side of the the equation, you know? You know, I remember some of the other games we played where you were a monster and so. What? What? I don't, I don't, know. Know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about either. <laughs> I don't know. You like to kill horses? I remember oh. this being a discussion. Oh, that was in a Plague Tale. Oh. Whatever, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> the one game you didn't want to kill the horse. All the other games you want to kill them. It's pretty monster monster esque. We're gonna cut that out. We're gonna cut that out. We're not cutting any of this out. No, this is all going in. Fucking gold. (laughs) Hero editing, baby. (laughs) But yeah, that's my number ten, Carrion. Okay. All right. 
Wait, guys. So ten is like least favorite to one. Yes. Most. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just said you said a lot of really good things about it, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, I played a lot of games with you. I mean, I had to. I had to really cut this list down. Oh, okay. These are my top favorite. So games I'm next, games. right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, my number ten is Fall Guys. Even though I haven't played it a whole crap ton recently, there's just been too much stuff. But the game came out. I played it obsessively. I sucked everyone else into it. Just Mario Party Battle Royale. I don't really have too much to say about it, but I played it enough and I bought it on both systems and everything. So I also have Fall fall Guys. I also have Fall Guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead, Skelly. Party game. So next person. No, if you guys want to say anything about it, now's the time. Yeah. I'll save it for um, when it's on my list. (laughs) Say the number. (laughs) Oh, so I could say it? Yeah, don't say the number until you get to whatever number it is. Okay. It's a mystery. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. I thought it was kind of garbage, but <laughs> it's top, top, top ten game of twenty twenty, kind of garbage. <laughs> I, I played nine. I played nine. Like... <laughs> it's, on, it's on the box art. <laughs> Skelly, oh it's um, garbage. It's kind of top garbage. ten. Top ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I actually got back into Fall Guys the last couple of weeks with a oh. shout out to Jay Walter Weatherman and Raven Name Rook. And uh, season three is really great. The new maps are fun, but it still feels like Fall Guys. You know, if you enjoyed season one, you're yeah. pr- you would probably still have fun here in season three, but they're not reinventing the wheel or anything. Um, yeah, that's a really, really fun, family friendly co-op game, uh, which doesn't always happen. <laughs> Yeah, that was my problem with it was I started falling out of it because of playing Ghost of Tsushima and then they announced season two. I was like, okay, maybe I'll get back into it. And then they only they didn't take out any maps. They only added four. And so Mm. I was basically just playing the same exact game over again, trying to get the new maps. So I I haven't even tried season three yet. But yeah. And they just removed, I know the for the first week we came back to Season 3, there was a, a Season 3 playlist, so you would only play the newest maps. Oh, okay. um, And they've changed that out for a different playlist, um, but that removes some of the old maps. And they even took some of the old maps and like tweaked them minorly by adding uh, extra swinging pieces to throw you off and whatnot. So okay. uh, they're trying to keep things fresh, but like I said, it's it still feels like Fall Guys. It's not, yeah. um, it's not a whole new game or anything uh, by Season 3. So I'm next, and my number 10 was Fall Guys. Yay. Oh, <laughs> yeah! I hear that. I hear that's a garbage game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who'd say that. That's kind of insensitive. People worked really hard in that game. Top, top ten game of twenty twenty. <laughs> Still, yeah, garbage game. All right, I'm next. My number ten is Hades because I played it eight hours so far, and I don't. The reason I have my uh, 10, 9, and 8 are so low, or yeah, so low, is because I have not played a lot of them and I didn't feel right putting them up higher on games that I have completed. I have Hades a fun on my game. list too. Yeah, I also <laughs> have Hades. Is on my it a list. garbage game? I also have Hades on my I list. So. Don't think it's a garbage game at all. <laughs> I also have Hades on my list. <laughs> It's like the complete opposite of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> what would that even be? Like a recyclable? Yeah, I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you do make multiple runs through it. It is a game. Oh, it is it's recyclable, recyclable dude. Yeah. Hades 2020, recyclable. recyclable. There you go. That's exactly it. I mean, there's really not a crap ton to say about it because there is a crap ton to say about it. Like everything about it just clicks every single box that you could ever want from a game. Totally. Yeah. So 
not yeah. much to say besides that really it is, i mean in a year where stuff like animal crossing ghost of tsushima uh the last of us part two came out like the fact that Hades stands up to those and is part of that conversation even for everybody, even people who don't put it as their number one or whatever. That's incredible. Uh, it's it's amazing, yeah. It's okay. a huge feat. Thing here, like, you know, Cyberpunk, which obviously that's just a mess, but Final Fantasy VII Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake, Animal Crossing, the next gen, the fact that that's up there and competing with all of those different things for people's, like, best experience of 2020 just kind of says a lot for a $25 indie game. Like... It's voice acting competes with everything else. It's combat, mm. the soundtrack, like just everything competes. And it's just because they used early access the way you're supposed to use early access. And we're in constant communication with the community to actually make a good game. Oh, it's yeah. super giant. Yeah, yeah, super, yeah. Giant. super giant. Yeah, I know. They're just like... to just make nonstop good games. Bastion right. is incredible. Uh, Transistor is incredible. Mm. I mean it's not surprising that they knocked a game out of the park you know right yeah they're a powerhouse just not enough for tyler to play it (laughs) i I was not interested at the time you know i'll probably pick it up after the hype Uh, dies down you definitely should Uh, it's too cool right now you gotta wait for it you gotta be a hipster you gotta come to it later like the opposite of a hipster yeah i like this game after it was cool (laughs) i mean i still just keep hoping that it pops up on game pass for some reason down the line honestly like I'd like yeah, to be able to play it on play Xbox it. and have my save just transfer between all of them. PS Plus game. That'd be nice too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my own. The only like negative I have to say about Hades is that it the epilogue quests are very finicky. And I, getting them to yeah. pop up and like they take a really long time to get to. I played forty eight hours and I like I never got to those epilogue quests. I'm at like seventy or eighty hours, and I have like fifty clears. Like all my weapons are at like at least he eight or some shit, and there's nothing. Like they still haven't yeah. popped up. Still getting new dialogue, but no epilogue quests. I don't know. That's like the only thing that I had to know really as far. As I Christmas wish you could date more people in Hades. <laughs> okay, because. You could date people in Hades. Yeah, there's only like two that you can date. Yeah, there's like two or three. And it's what not great because like, that tree bitch is hot. That, like involves dating that I really want to play. Is that have you seen that boyfriend dungeon game that they announced yes. a while back? <laughs> no. Yes, so in tech, bad, love dude. it. I thought I saw tech playing, yeah. or maybe it was Kim. Yeah, it's not out yet. I think it's maybe that was an early build of it, but I don't think it's been released because I've been waiting for that to drop. I want to play it so bad. Wow. Definitely thought on GI something because yeah, it's like a Metroidvania, but also boyfriend dater. <laughs> yeah, like oh, your weapon, yeah. your weapons are your boyfriends. Yeah, that's amazing. Phenomenal. Is it go time? All right, my number ten is Fall Guys. Oh, that's right. I heard that game is garbage. Let's go again. <laughs> you heard right. Uh, it's not great. Jesus. <laughs> it's pretty repetitive. It's boring. The maps are like honestly not great or creative well that's um, right we were on nine weren't we no this is i'm so lost now <laughs> no it's 10 it's not good it's, <laughs> it's not all right yeah the point of the top 10 list is to put garbage games on the bottom right yeah, yeah right <laughs> well, I played nine. Played 10. that's where that's where the can is Number 10 for me is Bugsnacks, which is not a garbage game. Shut up, Tom. You don't get to say anything about it. <laughs> <We're talking> about- <laughs> Shot fired. Wow. To be uh, sure we uh, have a whole podcast about that game. Yeah, we, we did a whole uh, game club about it. Um, <clears throat> it's super fun to just run around and catch all the little 
bug snacks and uh it has a really cute story but with some really deep themes uh if you look for them like the struggling marriage in the middle of all of it is very interesting to me um but yeah mostly it's just like it's kind of like a fancier pokemon snap the, the way you're running around discovering all these creatures and then figuring out how you're supposed to interact with them to get them it's really cool it's a fun little adorable game yeah, uh, I mean, it's not on my list, but I, I do want to do an honorable mention because it's just it's one of those games that I really enjoyed this year. I just couldn't find a way to fit it onto my top 10. But it that was game, on my long list. Yeah, that game that game is really good. It's on my list that's in the garbage. That's <laughs> <laughs> where Fall Guys, where Fall guys is. Yeah. <laughs> Number <Yeah>. nine. <laughs> All right, Tyler, number nine. My number nine is, <coughs> God, sorry, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah, um, I wanted to put this higher, but there were so many games that I felt like I was like super addicted to, and that, like it's not like I wasn't addicted to this game, but I played it like right at launch, and I had a lot of uh, frame rate issues and stuff on console, and just like really bad bugs that uh, ruined the some of the experience for me. But I think what Ori and the Will of the Wisp does that's so good compared to Ori and the Blind Forest is it like takes that format and like iterates on it in a way that a sequel should and it makes the combat so much more enjoyable and engaging and I think they even elevate the story in a way that I wasn't expecting because I was like how are they going to make a sequel out of this game it seems pretty finite the way the first one ends and the way that it ends is so moving and beautiful and I think the entire structure is great and there's like this tiny little town building sim in the middle of it in a weird way and i I, it's just a fucking great game and the soundtrack is incredible so good i mean yeah great the soundtrack is a really good call out like the the story i think is decent but the soundtrack is what makes you fucking cry because it's so good yeah the i mean there's a certain uh track that plays like a lot when you're in like the little main hub area and it's so beautiful and melodic and like I could listen to that every day and never get tired of it. It's so good. But like I said, it, I don't know if it's been patched or not, but like all the bugs that it had at the beginning, it, I mean, it, it played like shit. I mean, it, it was, it was not a fun game to play at times. Cause it, like the frame rate would just go to like 10 and you just be like, lose yourself on where you were fighting enemies and stuff. And then you just like clip all over the place. And I mean, it really took you out of the experience, but yeah, I had a lot of bugs too. Including like the audio would just cut out sometimes, which is a crime with how good that soundtrack is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't imagine playing that without that soundtrack. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it would be like a few minutes before I was like, there's audio missing here and I would have to just restart the game. But yeah, without all those bugs, I think it would be higher on my list, which we haven't gotten to where it is on my list, but it's on there. Uh, genetics, unless anybody else has something to say about Ori. I just want to, last thing I want to say is like, there are some platforming sections in that that are like, incredibly difficult but so mm-hmm. fucking satisfying like like so the less sort of satif- satisfying oh yeah yes. for sure especially gotcha. near the end it's very good gotcha um i don't know if anybody's heard of what my number nine is but uh other side oh my god i wanted to play this so bad but i never got around to it it's super fun like i'm not like super far into it but i have seen and know enough of it to know that it's going to be one of my best games for this year, just the the graphical art style of it and the fact that it's like all grayscale besides like hints of red and then like their eyes, which is yellow. And then like anybody who likes XCOM, Bloodborne or Darkest Dungeon is like immediately going to be liking this game because it's like 
eldritch horror type stuff and uh it's just very dark and like it's a horror tactical game as much as the tactical game can get into horror really other and, side you said yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's a horror other, game ryan you can't play that so um, the side is spelt like the end of suicide so it's like gotcha two sides fighting each other or whatever i don't know but um I don't know. I don't know much about the story, but it's just it does what Bloodborne and Dark Souls and stuff does, where it gives you just enough lore and everything. And you're just like, I need to know more like immediately. So you're just sitting there spamming it on a loop, like trying to get as far as possible. And it says it's a roguelite, but I don't really feel like it is. Honestly, it's more just akin to XCOM overall. Mm -hmm. Like you do restart each run, but like everything's predetermined. Like every time one of the daughters gets to level three, they get the same two skills to click. Like it's not that random, mm. but I, okay. I enjoy it. It's good. Oh, do you feel like it's easier to lose a campaign though? And have to restart than an XCOM? Cause it's pretty hard to lose a campaign in XCOM unless you're playing. On oh yeah. Like it's definitely like roguelite in that way where it's, you're supposed to lose and then you play the next run kind of like Hades with the darkness and the mirror and everything. You have shards to buy advancements for your next run. But it's just to me, it's not as purely random as like doing a Hades run or a run through like a binding of Isaac or something like that, where it's super, super random because you can kind of just predetermine and figure out what you need to do. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I had heard of that, but I haven't played it yet. Definitely on my backlog. All right. Uh, my number nine is Phasmophobia, developed by uh, developed and published by Kinetic Games. Only on PC right now because it's still in early access. I haven't played a lot of this like some people I know, but uh, I don't feel like you need to play a lot of Phasmophobia to understand what Phasmophobia is like at all. It's it's Ghost Hunters, the video game, uh, and it's a lot of fun, especially if you have the right crew of people to play with. Um, I, I, know, I know some people that are like in the, the levels 200 plus I'm only like level seven to eight, maybe something like that. But uh, that, yeah, that's a fun game. I'm excited to see that grow, get more maps. Um, the new, uh, asi- uh, is it asylum or prison? What's the newest map? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. I think I played it while it was still in beta for the alpha. Mm. It's a very early map, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm digging phasmophobia. That's on my list too. Ah, Oh my god! <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts? Um, it is a fairly well-designed game. The character models and animations are super wonky. Um, there aren't enough maps, and there's not enough variation in gameplay to really keep me engaged. I don't see how the fuck someone could ever get to level 100 up. Like, there's no fucking way. I can play three games and I don't want to fucking touch it for like two weeks. Because <laughs> it's it's so unvaried in like the gameplay mechanics. It gets extremely boring really fast, I think. Uh, the only reason I played it and am at level 20 or something is because I dick around the whole time with a bunch of people. That's the only reason. Yeah. It's cool. fine. <laughs> That's my verdict. It's fine. <laughs> Good finale. All right. Well, uh, Tom? So my number nine is Undermine. Good game. It's a fun game. I like it. It's a good uh, roguelike, right? That's what it is. Yep. It's a game. It came out near another game that is much higher on my list because I enjoyed it much more. But um, it's a good game just to play for a little bit. I like the art style. I like the whole little, I like old little pixel games. They're a lot of fun. Woo. That's all I got. 
Yeah, okay. I think Hades kind of <laughs> ate Undermine's lunch a little bit in terms of yeah. roguelikes. It's unfortunate too because I think that Undermine had some pretty funny writing as far as like the way that your characters would come back after each death and it'd be like a new townsperson. They'd have like just weird ass names and then people would comment mm -hmm. on like as you would meet NPCs throughout like the different dungeons, they would comment on like you coming through there and stuff. I, I, My I like character, the first character I had, his name was P Turd. Literally P Turd. <laughs> yeah, that's what his name was. That's it. That's it right there. So that was, that was, I'm like already, I'm like, oh, that's gotta be game of the year. <laughs> List material right there. My guy's name is Peter. I think I put like 25 hours into that game, but I never got past like the second or third area just because like I'm trash at roguelikes. But uh, yeah, like, I think I got a ball. was really fun. 25 to 30 hours in that one. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> Next. Uh, my number nine is There Is No Game, Wrong Dimension. It's a puzzle adventure game made by this French guy. And the reason it's so low on my list is because the narrator, I fucking hate his voice. It's fucking terrible. I hate it. He sounds so stupid. I hate it so much. The writing, like some of the writing is super fucking corny and not funny. On a, on a positive, like a pro though, some of the puzzles are extremely um, creative and not all the writing is terrible. Um, is it written in French? No, but the guy speaking, he's most certainly French. It doesn't, it doesn't, he's, he's got the deepest voice I've ever heard in my fucking life. And it, it's so garbled. It's miserable. And his voice acting is not good. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard fault. somebody make a top 10 list and trash everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not, we're not normal here. So. Yeah. I gave Kelly the wrong instructions. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I only played like nine games. Year, put him on a list. I only played like nine games. <laughs> two, two of the nine I played within the past two days, so they were nice. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, that one's not great. It's fine. It's I mean, fine. I've, yeah, I haven't actually played it, but I watched Markiplier's playthrough for most oh, really? of it. So, and I did like it quite a bit. Uh, but I do see your point where some of the narration and some of the stuff like that is just not that great. It's yeah, it's not. Some stuff is like really spot on. Some of the jokes, like the advertisements, are really cool. Yeah. They're like you know current references. It's like oh, I see her. I'm like I'm current. I'm a character. I get it. Yeah. But other shit's like yo, what the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> Did you watch is... all the way to the end? No, I haven't seen the end yet. Oh, but okay. that's not I've good. Watched, like two or three parts. <laughs> Like the game as a whole is good because of the concept of that it's just a constant fourth wall break yeah. the whole time. But there's yeah. parts of it that aren't like particularly like, whoa, that's so amazing. But yeah. just the, the base level concept is good. Yeah, on paper it sounds great. In practice, it's kind of balls. Just a little. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's like one. Ball. All right. It's a it's a little better than garbage. It's like <laughs> slightly over garbage. <laughs> yeah i mean right it's right over fall guys what can i say Literally like the wrapper on the table right before you throw it in the garbage yeah <laughs> that's that nice skim layer of mm -hmm. like film of grossness uh, right on the garbage yeah this is the most scientifically accurate list so i hear <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right number nine is uh wargroove double trouble which is an expansion that came out for wargroove which is a game from last year but um it's like a co-op campaign where each person controls their own army against one foe, sometimes two foes. But uh, I didn't end up playing a co-op because you can also just play by yourself and control both armies. 
but uh if you know if you've seen more groove it's basically um advanced yeah, wars yeah advanced wars uh but like nintendo okay. refused to make them anymore <laughs> so somebody else made them chucklefish made it uh and it's just it's more of that but having the two armies creates really interesting scenarios where like you will have a small army that uh is the, coming at the front gate of a big army and you're your whole purpose is just to distract them and pull them away from your other small army that's sneaking in the back to do some espionage bullshit, and then both armies need to get out alive at the end of it. It creates some really interesting scenarios that you can't do with just controlling one army like you normally would, which Advanced Wars also had a lot of missions where you control three multiple armies, like two or three, but I feel like those were mostly this opponent is overwhelming, try to kill them with these three armies, good luck. It was just three uh, small armies that pretty much were just one army, basically, in yeah. those ones, rather than, like, three individualized armies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, super cool. War Groove Double Trouble. All right. Uh, my number eight is uh, Journey to the Savage Planet by uh, Typhoon Studios. Um, I played this back in the summertime, I think. And it's super addicting. It's just like this crazy first-person action-adventure game uh, where you're just running around on a planet for this company. And it's like incredibly funny, like some of the funniest writing I've heard in a video game in a very long time where it's like the company that you're working for like basically sends you there to research this planet. And they send you there in the hopes that you'll, you'll probably die, but you'll send back enough information where they can send somebody else out there and do more research. And there's just like a lot of really clever ad writing because like like the companies that like give you upgrades and stuff like have all these really funny ads and the company that you work for is like sending you all these different information videos and stuff throughout. And it's just kind of going around and scanning the environments and fighting the alien life forms that are on the planet and just like uncovering this planet and uh, in the hopes of, you know, furthering this company's goals of like expanding a colony on it or whatever. And um, it was really fun. And the traversal is super great. You get all kinds of different upgrades for like moving around the world. And like you get like a grappling gun and you can like climb on the walls and like do all kinds of crazy shit. This is a really, really fun time. Hmm. Didn't play it. Yeah, I haven't played I haven't it. I've heard a lot of good things. It's co op. I mean, right? Yeah, it's on Game Pass. That's what I played it on. And I really wanted to try the co op out, but I never got to. I, it would be really interesting to see how it would play in co op because that gameplay is is really unique um as far as like verticality goes because you're the way that the level designs is are really interesting because there are multiple layers and you have like a map and it's kind of 3d and you're looking at this 3d map and kind of figuring out where all these different things are that you can like scan and investigate it's it's really interesting Hmm. It's on console Game Pass, as a note, not yeah, PC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so fuck you, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Ryan. Myself. Yeah. I finished that one as well, and I was actually surprised it was even on my like list of of games to whittle down because it feels like it released 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, for real. And I I put it, I downloaded it right when it launched, but then I, I didn't want to play it because I knew it was one of those games. It's like, this is really interesting. I want to give it its due. And I'm really glad I did because it like it ended up on my top 10, obviously. I mean, it's a really good time. And it's yeah, only pretty short. Like, other top 10. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get through it in like 10 hours probably if you mainline the story. So. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kidding. Me it's now, trash. right? Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. That's the guideline. It's trash. Um, <laughs> for 
for my number eight, I have a uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's it's not like the greatest game ever or anything, but I personally find it's the it's the best one of the three best ones that have just released because I like the new formula they do and everything. And I like the Viking storyline a lot better than the other two. It feels more streamlined and like the NPCs feel more like they matter. Like the other two, it was like meet NPC, go to the next thing. Those NPCs never show up again, like ever really. But because they made like the central settlement that you're constantly building upon, you're meeting all these new NPCs. They're coming into the settlement. So you're furthering their stories along with your own story. And I don't know. I just, I like it overall. The combat's not the greatest thing. It falls apart during boss battles. They're not that fun. But the combat against waves of enemies is fun and raiding like still feels really freaking good. I'm sitting there just like, yeah, Viking charge, let's go. <laughs> like, so I don't know. That's my number eight, basically. Yeah. Uh, this is also on my list. Um, I'm a big fan. I've got uh, Viking in my blood. I was very hyped for this. Uh, Odyssey was the first time I started to feel burnt out on Assassin's Creed because I've played all of them. Uh, yeah, I'm a same. big fan. I've played the side scrollers, the ones in China, Russia, and uh, India? India. Yeah. India. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan. Odyssey, every time I'd get in my my ship, I'd, I'd open up the map and be like, I don't want to fucking sail this goddamn ocean. Um, right. <laughs> every time. But it, even though the map's just as big, the game's just as long, The the it's it feels like a tightened experience in some way um every, everything feels tighter even though it's the same amount of game as odyssey basically uh i haven't beaten it yet but uh i i adore what i've played so far even even with uh a, a losing a 20-hour save file and having to restart i don't blame the game for that there was some bullshit involved i don't blame the game for that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i, I, I mean I have like 40 or 50 hours, but it came out at a time frame when Cyberpunk came out and several other open world games. I'm like, yeah, this is going to sit here and get played in chunks. Like, yeah, but yeah. Um, nice. But this is the first one I've actually played since Black Flag. Oh. Um, I still like Black Flag more than this one so far, but I'm only 10 hours in. I do like the rating and you get to make your uh, your little rating squad your second in command or whatever like you can actually do something with it yeah um, it's fun so far but uh yeah i'm only 10 hours in so yeah um I, to ryan's point i hope they never put oceans back in assassin's creed because origins and valhalla are both better off without them odyssey like i don't want to spend 10 minutes going across this ocean and nothing happens it's not fun uh unless they make another pirate game in which case they can have all the oceans they want counterpoint yeah. i hope they go back to making them not open world like that because it's way too big I mean, there is a part of me that likes to go back to the earlier ones and stuff because they're more refined. Like even the second one being open world the way it is, it's like it's the most refined. And it's like probably my second favorite Assassin's Creed as a whole, honestly, just about just because it expanded the formula into what they wanted it to be. And then they kind of started trying a little too hard to constantly change the formula in ways that like I find they work, but they hit on the same note as why I don't like breath of the wild a lot in that you took out the essence of assassin's creed this could just be like skyrim or something like that yeah. you know like yeah. so yeah 100 have you played just as a, a note have you played two recently not super recently no yeah it's 
I have fond memories, but it is rough to go back to. I picked up yeah. that SEO collection and downloaded them to oh, try yeah, it. And I'm I picked like, it up too, but I picked it up on PS4, so I'm not touching it yet because I have the Xbox Series X. I'd rather just wait till I have the PS5 to start playing other games. Yeah, totally fair. Um, yeah, just uh, try not to remember. There's nostalgia glasses, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it probably aged badly, but yeah, I, I will say Valhalla didn't quite make my list. I think it's my least favorite of the last three, mostly because of like, as you said, the boss battles are crap. Like the combat is not designed for the boss battles. And then stealth is just may as well not be there. It's unusable. I'm stealth the enemies... like the whole game, just about honestly, besides raids. Like I'm I've been stealthing through a lot of it, but I are do you agree just, like, you don't need Because all the, all the enemies are in like groups of three and four. And as soon as you assassinate one, it's like, well, you're in a big fight now. You can run a mile away if you want to restart No, I stealth. haven't been like sneaking past all of them. I just like do a bunch of weird shit to like get them to separate from each other and crap. Like just abusing the AI basically and how stupid it can be at times. But I do agree. It's not set up the best because they're constantly in groups. There's not like an overabundance of areas to go to as far as hiding and stuff. So... Yeah, I run head I, first because I'm a Viking. Yeah, yeah that's like, the thing is they should have abandoned. I'm not an assassin. I'm a Viking. <laughs> yeah, no, they should have abandoned the Assassin's Creed name three games ago. But yeah. um, more than three. <clears throat> Looking at you, uh, Black Flag. <laughs> sure, Syndicate was a very Assassin's Creed. Syndicate, so they went back. It, it it ebbed and flowed, but <laughs> right. All right, Ryan. Yeah, uh, number eight is Wasteland 3. Uh, the only person who might have this on their list, I believe, is Chris. It's not on Mouse. That's He played a lot yeah. more games than I did, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and I don't know, he might not have felt we played enough to make a final decision on that, because CRPGs are forever games. Um, so we're, we're, what, 20 to 30-ish hours in? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Something um, like that. But I, that combat is so good. Even what, every time we've gotten into some bullshit fight, I thought we were going to die on. We were able to slowly maneuver our way into victory every time. Uh, I, I adore it. Um, I think I like it more than Divinity Original Sin 2, just because I, uh, yeah, I well, I have about the same amount of time into each. I haven't beaten DOS 2, um, as a note. But um, I, I like the sim- more simplified armor system of uh, Wasteland 3. I like a lot of the quality of life improvements Wasteland 3 brings in. You know, only having to loot one body to loot all the bodies that you've taken down in the area um, is is really nice. But I really like the aesthetic, you know, I and w- which is weird because when it comes to the f- like first person versions of these, if we kind of compare those two to like Skyrim and uh, Fallout, uh, roughly speaking, I'm much more of a Skyrim person than I'm a Fallout guy. But here in the CRPG space, I feel like I like myself liking Wasteland more than I like Divinity. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't started it yet because Tyler won't play with me. I've had it downloaded for like six months, Tom. I don't know what the fuck you're talking me about. Me too. <laughs> it's, it's so good. You, you really should play. I've, I've uh, tried to. I've started it up. I played a, uh, the opening section and then I died immediately. And I was like, oh, well. Because you weren't playing with me. Yeah. All right. Fuck, Tom. Damn. We'll play again. <laughs> We're gonna have to do a game exploration on it. Yeah, I also I really like the game's sense of humor. Like they don't take themselves seriously at all, even though a lot of grim shit is happening in this world. It's like they call their science tree like science shit. They call their weird yeah. You get that from the jump too, which is really refreshing. It's like you kind of get the gist of like what they're going for with their writing as soon as you start it, which is yeah. which is nice. 
And their character yeah. uh, classes are really interesting and unique. It was that was a game that I was really surprised by when it was like my character selection. Like I think I picked a dad and a daughter, and yep. I was just it's something I've never really seen before. So that that was very really cool. I would like to go back to it. So you should. And there's so much more to it because like you you can create your own. Uh, up to four, I believe, custom characters. But each, if you're playing co-op, each person has three, so it's a full team of six. And there's a lot of mixing and matching. And if you do custom characters, there's a lot of like specific weird builds you could get you like put yourself into because it's it's a CRPG. You know, it's very like D and D esque in the sense of like the way you build a character and the way you can lay skills out. So you can get funky with it, and it's it's a good time. Tom, okay. write that down. We're gonna we're gonna play it. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Uh, yeah, so Wasteland Three, uh, developed by In Exile Entertainment. Um, it's on PS4, Xbox One, PC. It's on Game Pass if you've got Game Pass, PC and console. Um, Tom, uh, my eight was Valhalla. We talked about it. So Skelly, um, mine is a cop out, but <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's Among <laughs> Us. Oh, that's not a. It got it got it like counts. big this year, but it came out in like 2018, I think. I, totally I mean, if the Game Awards want to throw it on their Game Awards list, then I'm sure you can. Yeah, go ahead and right. Put it on, your, I can put it on my Mojo top ten. Yeah, like. Yeah. Um, I've never heard fun. about it until this year, so it counts for me. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's everybody. Um, it was a yeah. fine game. Um, I don't know why the fuck they wouldn't put voice chat into it anyway. You know. I know uh, that proximity voice chat mod like refreshed me, spamming the hell out of everybody. I didn't even know they had a mod. It. I was going to say, it would probably would have done much better if so. It sounds like that may be the case. Yeah, it helps it a whole bunch to be more yeah. intriguing. Like, Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's fine. <laughs> We're out of garbage territory, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said it's fine after every single one. This one just <laughs> isn't garbage before it's fine. It's just oh, okay. fine. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Nine Chris. Is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Woo! Where he talked about it. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. So Tyler, where would, it be, where would it be though if you it didn't have all the bugs and crap? Do you have a spot on your list where it would it be? Would probably just be one higher. Oh, there okay. are a lot of good games this year. Oh, I, right. I think if it wouldn't have had all the bugs, it probably would have been four higher on my list. Wow, wow. maybe five. I really like that game, but man, those bugs are right. Man, it was bad at launch. It was real bad. Um, but anyways, my number seven is Final Fantasy VII Remake by Square Enix. That game Woo. is really fucking fun. Um, it was the first time I've ever played Final Fantasy VII in any kind of format. Uh, mm. I played pretty much every Final Fantasy in some capacity, except for seven. Um, nine is the only one I've actually ever beat. But because of Final Fantasy VII Remake and the story that it was telling, I actually went back and replayed the original and beat the entire game and i think that's a testament to what the remake does is it sets up these characters in the storyline and uh the i don't know the uh adventure right that is ahead of you and it really leaves you wanting more and because of it you know i went and found out the original and played through the entire thing and and i think that's part of what they wanted in that especially the, with the ending um but the combat is incredible in that game it's super fun to like mix it up between characters like i was constantly playing as different characters i wasn't just playing as cloud i found myself playing as tifa and barrett a lot tifa. 
and uh yeah tifa yeah. is the waifu she's the best um and then the music again you know i'm gonna say it for a lot of the games that are on my list but the music in this game is so incredible and it and I don't, I don't think enough people pay attention to music in games and how it really elevates the situations that you're in. Like when you're fighting certain bosses in this game, the score that's behind that boss, it elevates that boss to like another level because like you just have this pounding rhythm behind you and like you just get into this trance of like doing actions to take down this giant enemy and just have like all this momentum behind you. It's just a really great time. It's a really unique experience that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also uh, on my list. It's also on my list. I don't know. It's um, on my list too. Okay, uh, for you me with the garbage. music, <laughs> for me with the um with the music, it's a. Uh, I like the fact that it still plays back to the original soundtracks, but they mixed in a whole bunch of unpredictability in there, and they just like let several different composers go like buck wild with. Yeah, that Airbuster track. theme is so that one in particular, yeah, good. is so good. But yeah. um, I think it's just it's a good game, and uh, it shows how much the team actually cared about making the game as good as they could, because there's not very many people that are dissatisfied with it. Again, it kind of goes to the same thing with we were talking about with Hades, where like you have Resident Evil Three remake. There was a whole bunch of hype to that; doesn't live up. Cyberpunk doesn't live up. But for most people, Remake kind of does. And I do like the ending myself personally because it lets the first one stand. It lets the original stand on its own. Like you could go play that and you have fun with it. And then the remake stands on its own. Same with like RE2 Remake, how since they changed it to third person and everything, even though it does follow the storyline exactly how it is, you can play that and you can play the original and they're both still just as fun as they always could have been. So, Yeah, for me, uh, Final Fantasy VII is... A lot more nostalgic as i'm old as shit and i played this when it came out right <laughs> and i was i want to say i was 14 when this came out um and i played the oh, living we rented i've dude i've rented this game from blockbuster enough oh. times to buy the game probably three or four times i have probably like four of the original manuals because we would forget them right them back. <laughs> um this game when it came out was so fantastic and they did everything like perfect like and i can't wait to see what the next ones are like i cannot wait till sid comes into play later in the game and that's much much later in the game like we're talking like three more oh, games yeah. probably <laughs> um but in, even in the deepest dive that we did for min max like music is one of the one things that was brought up constantly um yeah the airbuster theme and then when you're fighting the house in the arena like the music is just fantastic um i'm yeah, very the, very excited for the sequels yeah the score is amazing and uh, real quick i want to say the game awards really fucked up with like whatever track they chose for that because it was not a memorable track like i didn't even recognize that it was final fantasy 7 music playing when they were doing their whole game of the year thing. yeah i didn't understand that either i was thinking they were going to do like Aerith's theme or something like that but I didn't oh, i'm even... pretty sure it was for those who fight further which is the original battle theme is what they played the yeah that's the that tune original battle theme yeah for like a second that tune was in there but then it was a lot of like i don't know yeah well the first game that's all you ever hear every time you're in a battle it was not the best song to pick for that i think but um 
Yeah, I, I really adore the game as well. I don't have a ton of nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII. I played it when Game Informer did their game club like five or six years ago. Uh, so I have a little bit of nostalgia, but it's, I mean, the game looks stunning. The combat's amazing. Everything is amazing about this game, except I think the ending, they really, they Kingdom Hearts it up in a way that I Yeah, hate. for sure. <laughs> that was that was legit a Kingdom Hearts ending. I mean, uh, the ending, though, what I like about the ending is the characters themselves are fighting the main villain, which is the nostalgia people that are going to be like, this ending sucks because those ghosts are just the ghost of canon and they kill them, you know, so. And I actually like the ending and I'm fuck. it's all nostalgia. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I get why people hate it, though, because it realists a fear of are the next games going to be crap now because of whatever the heck they're doing. But at the same time, if it was just following verbatim, I don't think there would be as much excitement going into the next games because you know exactly what the hell is going to happen. But now that you don't know, you're looking forward to the story and everything else. That's it. Exactly. And that's oh, why yeah. I'm excited. It, I know the characters that are going to fall at this point. You know? I, like, I can't wait to see what they do with that. And Chris brought up a good point that none of us even touched on. Like, It looks incredible <laughs> like right. on the PS4. Like, I wish they would do a next-gen upgrade for it because I would love to see what that thing looks like on my PS5. That I mean, you just got to wait for it to come out on PC, really, and then people have it all modded up and perfected. Yeah, like, mean, that's a gorgeous-looking game. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for the PC release to play. Maybe wait, wait and just like Bloodborne. Right. Don't tease me, Tom. <laughs> Don't tease me. <laughs> it's cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> yeah, the last thing I'll say about Final Fantasy VII Remake is they could really stick the landing from that ending in the next game, and uh, like I could, I could really like it. It's just there's so many theories and stuff circling around the ending because it's so ambiguous and bizarre that I, I don't know. It doesn't do much for me knowing that the second one is God knows how who God knows how far out uh, before we're gonna find out if they they do well on that ending right all right is that me number seven mm, uh, i think genetics oh duh i got lost um <laughs> my number seven is ghost of tsushima uh i haven't played enough of it to put it up way higher but it's just kind of like and also for me it doesn't like <laughs> it I, I know pe- i knew people were gonna be like oh my god what the hell about it because some of my higher stuff isn't exactly the greatest thing probably but um hey, that's why they're personalists right? yeah exactly. Go ahead and yeah, put that knife sure. in a little for bit me it's like <laughs> it's run of the mill and it's out it's it equals out with every other game in every regard except for the fact that it's polished like no other in all of those regards so it's combat plays better than like an ascent it's like for me, it just feels like it's the Japanese Assassin's Creed. Everybody's been saying, like, why the fuck aren't you doing Japanese Assassin's Creed? Except way more polished. And, you know, the visuals are good even for PS4. It kind of proves the point of, like, cyberpunk fucked up, honestly. Because you look at Ghost of Tsushima, you're like, wow, there's all this scalability. There's all these forests. There's wind going everywhere. And then you look at cyberpunk and you're like, you guys just fucked up. This, it, this could be ran on the PS4. Like, Ghost of Tsushima proves that. But um, yeah, I don't so, really have too much to say. I just like the combat and everything to it. It's this is definitely on my list. I have yeah. you played the Legends mode. I haven't played that yet. No, that explains why it's so low on your list. <laughs> 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 that perfectly explains it. Um, so 
the four of us have a podcast. What six hours of us talking and gushing? Uh, oh, it's way is longer, it longer than, than six hours. eight hours. One one episode is four hours alone. That's true. <laughs> it's like it's twelve to fourteen hours. Yeah, I think it's fourteen hours. We gush over Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I adore this game, uh, and Legends mode is the biggest cherry on top of anything I've ever had in my life. Right. I've dropped another hundred hours into just legends mode. I've completed all I've completed the first chapter of the raid probably 40 times at this point. Uh, I've completed chapter two, three times in chapter three, four, five times. Uh, I've got, I mean, my Ronin's like rank 60 something. I've got just about every skin you can get for them. I, mm, 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 <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. I think it's, it's also on my list. I, th- I just want to just for an anecdote, like, probably my favorite gaming moment of this year that we've had in our like play sessions that we've done of all the games that we've been playing is like doing chapter two of the raid and we're all fucking exhausted at the end of the night. And we're like, this is the last one. We did that like three times is the last one. Uh, <laughs> and then on the, the actual last one, we we're like, we have to fucking go to sleep. The game like bugs out and despawns enemies and we make it through because the game <laughs> fucked up. Uh, that was pretty great. Because Chris kept missing a jump. Hey, I don't think I missed it once, but anyway, no, like if there wasn't, if this didn't have the legends mode, it would definitely be in a different spot in my list. Um, but yeah, like there's nothing that I need to say about this game that isn't known or won't be said. It's right. fantastic. Yeah, this is on my list. Obviously, um, even without the legends mode, it would not have moved from where it is on my list. So there would be one position changed on mine. Yeah, I don't I I still think it would probably be where it is on mine. Um, I mean, we like Ryan said, we we gushed about it for 14 hours. I I think this game is incredible. Um, One of the most beautiful environments uh, designs I've seen in a very long time in a game. And the fact that it is like an Assassin's Japanese Assassin's Creed, like Assassin's Creed used to be my favorite franchise of all time. And then I fell off of it super hard. So like to have a Japanese style Assassin's Creed like game and have combat that is super deliberate and have this beautiful open world that does all this uh, unique things with having the environment show you where you need to go rather than just have a fucking Marco oh, yeah. on the green, like, oh, I was obsessed with the little wind thing. I kept like, like reactivating wind, it. Like, rockers, what the hell? This is so cool. You like, forget that the freaking PS4 controller had the stupid touchpad, and then you play Ghost of Tsushima. You're like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a testament to what Sucker Punch does. And they do unique stuff and they ring out consoles for all that they're worth and do amazing shit. I mean, this game is incredible. Yeah. Also, Kurosawa mode. Yeah, and it's like the best photo mode ever fucking created for any game. Like I've taken so many like I've never taken a picture in a game and been like, oh wow, a fucking photographer. But in this game <laughs> it was like photo right. mode snap champion yeah. right here, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that to say, Skelly, get a PS4 and play this game. <laughs> oh my god. So much praise. It's very good. It's well if you got 14 hours to kill. You got yeah. something you can listen to. <laughs> there we go. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's 
I mean, I think that's all we have to say about Ghost of Tsushima, right? Yeah, that we haven't for 14 yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't had the story for 14 hours. That's probably why we're not really venting the story, but the story is also amazing. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, really it's cool, very, right? it's surprisingly incredible. Uh, that was one of the things that. Except really when it forces you to do stuff that you don't want to do. Well, for Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, one of the things that I wasn't expecting to be good about that game and ended up like really surprising me, especially the end. The ending is incredibly beautiful and touching and brought me to tears. So yep. it's a good game. Especially when you look at the last game they came off of, which has a terrible story. Yeah. yeah. But we played it anyway. <laughs> yeah, we also did a podcast on that one. Yep. In a second. All right. Ryan, number seven. Uh, my number seven is Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Uh, developed and published by Capcom. It's on all the places you can uh, play it. I picked up Monster Hunter World when it first came out, what, 2018? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I did a lot of the low rank stuff. I basically got too high rank, but I kind of fell behind some of my friends. So I, I fell off of it and didn't do a lot of the high rank stuff and end game stuff. I, I picked up Iceborne uh, the beginning of this year, and it was the only game I played for about three months. Between January and March, I put about 300 hours into Monster Hunter World and World Iceborne. Uh, I beat the ever-loving crap out of that game, and I love it. I cannot wait for Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, uh, I, it's uh, it, once it finally clicked. The uh, the I'm I'm a person who enjoys grinding, and I'm a person who enjoys like the statistical parts. Be like you could make yep. spreadsheets about Monster Hunter. Yeah, I know it's part of what I like about it too. It's I, so uh, much fun. I haven't played Iceborne yet, but I did play the crap out of it whenever it first came out. We actually did a co-op playthrough, but um, and then I had the same experience as you, where the DLC, I guess, didn't come out quite fast enough. I played like one or two of them, and then I fell off for the longest time. And then I tried to play with our other brother, and he's all, and I wasn't guild ranked because they added that later or whatever the heck it was. And then I was, I was trying to join his quest. I was like, I can't join it. He's like, well, I guess you better train then. I'm like, this is a co-op game for me. I'm just not going to play then until we eventually play Iceborne. But I've always yeah. been obsessed with Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter World. is like easily just the best one of them all. So yeah, Ryan, you're the reason I never played Iceborne. <laughs> You me abandoned up. me. Hit me up to play, Tom, anytime. <laughs> I will hunt whatever. We're, actually, we we're, we're going to be playing Wasteland 3. You missed your chance. <laughs> <laughs> Game's not going anywhere. Um, where do you play Genetics? Uh, I have it on PS4. Ah, I do as well. If you ever do pick up Iceborne, let me know. I mean, I'd I have it. I'll, I'd be down to play. Uh... Yeah, I'd be down to hunt. Okay, cool. Look at this. We just made best friends here. I know, Aww. easy. All <laughs> uh, right. Almost like number seven. a bunch of fucking nerds or something. <laughs> I know. You're a nerd. Yeah, so my number seven is Animal Crossing. Okay. Um, just because we have two Switches. My kids play on one, so they have their own island. My wife and I have our own island. We play it. There's enough stuff going on, and it's probably I probably pumped a lot of hours into it, um, but it's, it's a good family game. Um, it's really good. There's plenty to do. They keep adding more. Um, it's Nintendo, so they yeah. are supporting this like ridiculously. So I, it's just a really fun, good game. I enjoy playing it. It's on my yeah. list too. It's on my <gasps> list. Yeah, my list as well. Um, yeah. For yeah. me, the only problem with Animal Crossing is really is multiplayer. No surprise, it's Nintendo oh, yeah, it's executed so poorly. Yeah. Like so poorly 
And then the UI and crafting stuff, again, is just not done very well. Like, why do you have to craft one at a time? You have to go through the long-ass animations for each thing. It's fucking trash. It's so bad. It's down there with all gratitude. It's so stupid. Yeah, but the fact that they do all the constant free little updates and, like, being able to uh, alter the terrain however you want, the game's just cute and fun in general, and it's just everybody can get on board with it. And it pretty much just hit it like the perfect time when the pandemic and all the shutdown started. Yep. So I'm pretty sure most people would rate it pretty highly just off of that mm-hmm. alone. Yeah, I played like 150 hours of that game. I played a yeah, ton of it. Mine's like 110, like... 120. Yeah, it's just it's just a ridiculously fun, adorable game. And the way it took over the world was amazing to see, you know, just like Among Us and Fall Guys kind of did as well. But I think Animal Crossing had more staying power and is a better game. Mm. Right. They need to just release a DLC, though, that lets us buy another island. Because, like, I just want to make another island, but I don't want to restart my whole file, and I don't want to rip the other one apart. So just, like, give me a DLC that lets me do a new island or something. Because back in the past, you could just buy a new memory card or buy another copy of New Leaf, and now it's... You have to buy a whole new Switch if you want another yeah, island. You can't even like, buy another copy. It's so dumb. All right. Skelly? Oh, is it me? What are we on? Seven? Seven. Okay. Uh, phasmophobia is yeah. fine. There aren't fine. enough maps. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't enough maps. And the GUI like kind of blows. Also, it's pretty glitchy. I had a friend who died, but then he didn't die. So he's just walking around as a normal dude. And his corpse, was, like, his corpse was like right over there, though. <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> I mean, it's early um, access, right? Yeah. Okay. It's not excusable. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, also developed, developed by one person. That's true. That is super impressive. But yeah, I, yeah. in my mind, it. I think I kind of touched on this earlier. Um, just not enough to keep me engaged. Um, yeah. I don't know how people can get to super high levels because it's just the same shit over and over. Right. But the actual gameplay and shit is worthwhile, right? I mean, just... It's fine. Yeah. Just like not, Just doesn't have the legs on it. Yeah, like it just it can engage you for fucking two or three hours, and then you it, that that's it. You've seen the game. Yeah, it doesn't it, have a progression system. Is yeah. the thing. Like you've seen all the levels, you've seen pretty much all the ghost types, more than likely. Like it's you've seen it, you've seen it all. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's fine. My number, <laughs> my number seven is Deep Rock Galactic. Which, hey, uh, why is that so far here? back? Yeah. There's a lot of good games, what man. The There's thoughts? a lot of good games on this list. It's not on my list at all. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think about call. How can I play Damn. Uh yeah, we've been playing a lot of this. Uh me, Ryan, and Tom specifically have been playing a shitload of this game. And it's just an absolute blast. It's kind of Minecraft if my they made like a Minecraft 2 where you're you're digging down and all the terrain is destructible. You're finding like, you know, gold and uh, just a bunch of elements that you use to buy stuff back at base or to buy resupplies while you're there. And there's a bunch of bugs that come at you and you shoot them like mm-hmm. kind of left for dead energy. But with they specific are not snacks, random element, ra- random levels when you can make beer. Yeah, you um, can make a lot of different beers that yeah. do just silly, stupid things to your body. Mad. <laughs> so is it like just an open world exploration game or is it like a horde no, mode it's thing? Mission or? based. Yeah, like oh, a Left 4 Dead type oh, of okay. resource gathering game. Mm-hmm. 
because I couldn't yeah, show up and just looking at it. But I kept getting the feeling like it was supposed to be like a horde mode type deal or something mm, like not that. Not necessarily. It's it's more mission based. There's a bunch of different kinds of. Well, yeah. There's there's hordes to fight while you're on missions. This is on my list. Uh, yeah, that wasn't obvious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I think uh, good friend of the show, Raven named Rook, nailed it when he said it's uh, Left for Dead plus uh the destructive end of minecraft plus uh what's the movie with the bugs and starship troopers that's the one starship troopers uh it's as space dwarves it's those three and it's it's madness there's you know when games have a charm about them there's not necessarily anything innovative or like super different about them but there's this charm to it that keeps me coming back to play going to the abyss bar and buying around and like Russian step dancing as a space dwarf with a beer in my hand before my ass explodes with fire. <laughs> Are you grow? Old. Yeah. <laughs> that one that we just had, you grow like fucking five times your normal size and you can't even get into the freaking drill rig to go uh, down to the planet. Yeah. And and that's not to mention the classes all feel really good and unique. Uh, the, the gameplay is fun. The missions are fun. Um, and they're varied. There's like 11 different mission types and they, they feel different and they feel fun. Everyone like, well, maybe not everyone, but like it, it is not out of the realm of possibility for everyone to have a totally different favorite mission for one reason or another, because they're all good in their own respect. Yep. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's also like deep dives, which we have not even touched yet. Like we're barely starting to touch the end game in that game. Yeah. yeah. Cause mm-hmm. we really just started playing uh, when it came to game pass and it's been on PC early access for two years or so. And there's so much they could do to this game yet. That would just be fantastic. Like if they would do a like tower defense mode for this game, I would be ecstatic. Although yeah, I've been asking for that for Destiny for a long time. <laughs> I, I think tower defense is dead. Nobody likes tower defense anymore. Well, so I do. Damn it. I like tower defense <laughs> uh, as well. But to to Ryan's point about like the the little the charm of the game, there's like there's so many little details like on your ship that you use to go down to the asteroid missions, there's just a pair of dice hanging in the window that you can just slap for luck over and over again for no reason. Hmm. But don't slap it more than once because you will fail the mission. Yeah, I always slap them more than once. One slap. When you guys aren't looking, I just keep... Oh my god, Tom. Damn it, Tom. (laughs) Over there diddling his dice. (laughs) Also at the bar, I like to spank that uh, little Irishman there. (laughs) Yeah, the little uh, spring figure. Yeah, the game's adorable. I love it. Also on my list. It's awesome. I like it. Yeah. So Panda. All right. Uh, number six. Oh my God. We're only on number six. Uh, my <laughs> well, number you're six. the one that talks the most. <laughs> I haven't said shit. <laughs> uh, my number six is Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, okay. I just got this game for Christmas. So I haven't finished it. This is the only game on my list that I actually haven't finished, but I've already put 17 hours into it. Um, about the same for me too yeah which is a lot you know because i'm married and have two children so the fact that i put 17 hours in this game and uh four fucking days five days what is that you were were sick though that doesn't count yeah i was sick i had bronchitis (laughs) so i I was laying in bed playing this but um it's incredibly fun it's basically just breath of the wild meets greek mythology yep it's exactly that and uh, I think it's really fun. Uh, I think the story is really cute and charming, and the world design is really fun. Um, it's just, a, it's just a my kind of game. It's just like okay, you go here and explore, and 
you have like a big open world, you have like a skill tree that you're leveling up and getting new abilities and um, you're fighting enemies. And the, I think the story is interesting enough. It's not like the best story ever, but it's, it's engaging enough to keep you going, but you're really just exploring the world in front of you. And uh, I think the traversal is really fun and you can find different mounts. Like I found like a purple unicorn that like you have to like tame by like slowly walking up to it and like it gets surprised and like you gotta like, as it gets surprised, you have to figure out how to walk up to it without scaring it away. And uh, I think it's think that's something that's really cool and unique. And um, the combat is a lot more engaging than I thought it was going to be. I was really afraid to play this game because I thought the combat looked like shit. And then when I actually started playing it, I realized that it's like a really fun, almost Final Fantasy seven remake kind of a gameplay style where you're like trying to break enemies to where they can't move. And then just beating the shit out of them. And then you get like a lot of really cool abilities and you can upgrade those abilities. And and there's like a lot of um, cool little like shrine-esque, like to talk about Breath of the Wild, uh, little areas like called Tartarus Pits. And they're just really unique, fun little puzzle designs that um, I find enjoying. You know, it's like that perfect stimulus to my brain that I like. Yeah, they legit just give you the same exact rewards the shrines do. It's stamina upgrades and health upgrades and stuff yep. like that. So yeah. it's legit it, just these people looked at Breath of the Wild. They're like, hey, we could do that. What if Greek? And yep. then they just did it. But it like, but it works so fucking well, too. Which it is works surprising. like way better. Yeah, I mean, it's on my list, too. Like, I'm freaking in love with this game overall. Because yeah. um, I like Breath of the Wild a lot. My main issues were always... It felt like it was lacking story because it's yep. just a bunch of flashbacks. The weapons all break. Yep. There's no sense of progression, no, no like real draw to like, I need to get this done, I need to get this done, etc. And the dungeon design was like kind of lackluster. This game to me fixes all of those issues while still being Breath of the Wild with the wonderful world and like the whole I need to explore all this stuff and everything. And it just feels better than Breath of the Wild. And I don't know, I just enjoyed it like a crap ton i'm only like halfway through so yeah, yeah i don't yeah. like i didn't like the breakable weapons the dungeon designs were not good for breath of the wild in my opinion the shrine design wasn't all that great but this game just like their dungeons feel like dungeons they're the shrines feel really good the puzzles even feel more unique than breath of the wild in my opinion like they're doing more with physics than breath of the wild was doing in my opinion so yeah there there are some really like interesting things that they do within these like little shrine-esque areas where like uh i was doing one the other day that there was a ball and it was being pushed around with wind and you had to like take a platform and like push it up into the air and have the wind carry it to another entire section of the dungeon basically I know, and then you have to flip like another switch to make it do something else before it falls. Yeah, exactly. And, and then like light that on, like light some shit on fire, and then that'll set something else to like crumble. And it's like a lot of like really cool interconnections, and um, it's a it's a really great game. God, so let me get this straight. You had to blow on your balls. Yeah, to make yep, them move. That's right. Yep, I blew on my own ball sack. And... <laughs> what are we talking about now? <laughs> the same game. The yep. same game. In all seriousness. Not garbage. <laughs> One of the things that's actually really cool about it too is you can create your own character from the beginning. And I didn't think that was what you were gonna do just from like the cover art. I figured you were gonna be like a uh, that redheaded woman that was on the front, but you can actually create your own character. You can be male or female. And 
I, I like that aspect too because like I can be my own yeah. character. And that's another thing. You get to layer the armor so you can focus on your stats oh, yeah. and shit and then choose a different armor piece then yeah. that's what you look yeah. like in the game. Yep. And you could do and like so you get good. eventually you get another like little thing that follows you around and you can do the same thing with the thing that follows you around. You can use its stats for one thing but make yeah, sure Yeah, but it you looks can change like it and it's so way. fucking cool cuz mine looks like a fucking I, I'm not going to say cuz it's like kind of a spoiler thing but uh, <laughs> it's so cool. Love when devs do that. Yeah, it's yeah. so nice. There's Get a it. cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's my game, right? Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, um, your number six genetics. Yep. Okay. Um, my number six, uh, I know I already heard somebody say they don't like Musao games, so whatever. That was me. <laughs> Fucking Tyler. <laughs> I didn't say I, six, I, said, I I get bored with them. Bored of them, yeah, right. Um, which I can see, honestly. But my number six is just Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Um, see, again, play this. Breath of the Wild, I don't feel like it had enough story. The most compelling thing about it is the flashbacks as far as story goes. This just clarifies the flashbacks and lets you play as the freaking four champions, which is what all I wanted from the DLC for Breath of the Wild. And I don't know, they're just fun. It's just a fun style of game where you're just beating the crap out of everything and there's like little bits of strategy and stuff to it. And they, the company that does those games, um, I think it's Koi Tecmo or something like that. I can't yeah, remember the exact Tecmo. name. Yeah. They just, they pay attention to what makes the game good, what makes the game its own individual thing. And then they revamp it in a way where it's a Musao game. The one exception is Fire Emblem Warriors. That one's just a piece of crap. Like don't ever touch it. Don't touch it with even a 10 foot sword. Just never. But um. This game's really good. It's probably like one of my favorite Musou games, and so is the original Hyrule Warriors. So, yeah, I and love the co-op Hyrule with Warriors, nice. But I haven't made time to play this one yet, unfortunately. Oh, it's not one of the fifty games that you've played. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> so I'm just burning people out here tonight. <laughs> I'm three beers. Yeah, only played a like five games, and he's out here burning people. What the hell? <laughs> Twelve. Uh, all right, uh, my number six, uh, this could be controversial, is Cyberpunk 2077. Fuck off. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I didn't include it because it feels like access. You have it on PC, so it's yes, not... Yes, I've been playing on PC, but I'm not playing with a 3080, all right? I have an AMD right. card, a 5700 right. XP. I have had basically nothing in the way of glitches yeah um and i've but i know people with 2080s that are having way more than i've had which is not what console has been having i'm not excusing this game for its piss poor console release they should have released it for pc and waited another year maybe or six months for console releases um because the pc release has been really good uh i had zero t-posing i had a handful of visual glitches and maybe a dozen or so audio glitches where some some sync like some sync problems would happen. Some people would start to talk over each other a little bit. But I always play with subtitles, so it's not like a huge issue. Right. But Bethesda games for me have launched with way more glitches than this game. Yeah, uh, Tyler, you have to take your pants off when you do the T pose. That's one uh, of the glitches. Uh, <laughs> like that's uh, legit. A I don't want to embarrass you guys. <laughs> I haven't. Oh. <laughs> I haven't had the time to play like a lot of the side quests in this game. I have rolled credits on the main story. Uh, I I cannot wait. This game is not a ten. This is to me. It's like a uh, a neo futuristic uh, Fallout New Vegas. I, I'm I, like this is a game I'm going to come back to 
next year to do another run with a different play style because oh, I, I really wanted to see what Netrunner was like. And then in 2021, I'm going to go do another play style because I never really did stealth that time or I'm going to come back. Right. And, you know, it's, it's the Skyrim for me where I'm still going to be playing Cyberpunk in nine years, trying out different things, uh, re-experiencing the story, you know, going down different conversation paths. Uh, I, you know, it, it has its problems on console for sure. The game needs a lot more work. And I think, the I think there's a lot of people next year that are going to be talking about it for game of the years as you know because it missed the windows for a lot of people's game of the year uh consideration picks because it came out so late in the year and I, I think by that. then we're gonna have those patches that make it better but for my experience I'm sorry everybody else right. <laughs> uh it wasn't that bad and I I really it really enjoyed my time yeah right. if it wasn't for that my story bug. Like I'd probably um, still play it, like, but I could not even finish Act One because Jackie just disappears. Um, but this game hits like every aesthetic that I wanted in a video game, so I'm just gonna give it its time. Let it, you know, let them do whatever. I got plenty of other games to play. Um, once they get that PS5 content patch out, that's probably when I'll go back yep, to it. Same. That's what I play it when the PS5 version. That's out. what's been annoying me about all the people saying like, I need my refund now. I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You're going to be playing it in three <laughs> to four months when they patch it and everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's working now. It's so good. And besides that, on the PS5 and Xbox Series X even, it plays pretty damn well. Like I almost threw it on the list myself because the story is compelling. It plays fun. It's just, yeah. I've had a, set, a few crashes and it's just overall, like it takes me out of what's supposed to be an interactive and like sucks you in type of experience. So I have it. Plus, it feels like it's early access. And if I was counting early access games for that year, Hades can't be on this list because it released like two years ago. So my own personal guidelines for the release date windows for the most part. Yeah, everybody's got their own, their own rules they hold themselves to. Um, yeah, it's it's one that's on my honorable mentions just because I. Uh, I don't think I've played enough of it to put it on there or not. But yeah, I'm playing on PS5 and I I have had three crashes and a couple of bugs like the guy rolling in his the barrel that was that was on my stream that was very good. Um you got a highlight of it now. I made a highlight. Yeah, it's a highlight. <laughs> Look at that. Uh yeah, but most of the bugs I've seen have just been silly. It's the, it's just the crashes that have been aggravating. But I am playing on PS5. I'm not playing on base PS4 where it is unplayable. Yeah, on the base consoles, it's definitely, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, it looks like it's a PS1, PS2 game. CD Projekt Red is being sued by their investors because of how poorly this has been rolled out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's an ongoing lawsuit. Themselves in a lawsuit against themselves. Their investors, yeah. Yep. Dang. I think it's so unacceptable. Well, they should listen to this <laughs> podcast and they'll realize that it's not actually a bad game. <laughs> it's too buggy. I think, I don't know, especially for them to have delayed it. I think it's fucking wild. Why, why would they even include the la- like the older consoles if it's such a steaming pile it's, of shit? It's totally false. It's, it's false advertising. Yeah. Whether, I mean, it's they, pulled from whether anybody the PlayStation it or not, it's store, totally yeah. every yeah. preview, every trailer that they showed for PS4 look like the pc version and that it's not what people got and you know if they were smart they would have waited but how how mad would you be if you bought the uh xbox one that is literally yeah the cyberpunk console and it's like this game and it came in rich fucking you know to to one point here 
uh, you know, I mean, they were receiving death threats upon another delay. Right. No, that's that's the other thing. And the investors are probably like forcing them to release this game so they can start to recoup their money. So like the investors that are suing them also kind of dug their own grave here. I'm not saying it's a perfect scenario. There's a lot of gray in this list. The game Mm -hmm. probably shouldn't have been released in the state that it's in. No, it should have been released on PC for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I think. Released on console. Yeah, and, and um, that's the thing that's fucked up with where we are in video I, games now. You know, yeah. not to take away from our game of the year debate, but uh, the fact that you know you can have a release on PC and it be great and fine, and there only be a few bugs. You know, those can be patched and whatever, but then have a completely separate experience for players on a console that just does not fucking work. Like an unplayable mess. Yeah, that yeah, was kind of just, my whole point for bringing yeah, it up. It's, it's just kind it's of sad. unacceptable, you know? It's just not, it's not okay. Yeah, yeah we could easily no. do an hour, two-hour podcast on what the fuck <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Know, for sure. like, but, but I still want to play the game, you know? I can't wait for them to fix it. I do so I believe. I do believe it is just an issue of the executives and CEOs and all that sort of stuff was like, we need to get it out now. Everybody's bitching. We need to recoup losses or whatever. Yeah. And the developers who are actually putting the care and love into the game were just like, well, we probably shouldn't, but their hands are yeah, kind they, of tied. They had, they had no choice. Their hands were tied. Right. That's what so, yeah. $10 less. Be like, guys, there's bugs in here. We need you to help us test it. And only put it on PC early access, if and then come February or whatever, they just release it for everyone. So, uh, um, but that's my yeah. number six. <laughs> <laughs> my number, my number six is probably a lot less controversial, and I would be surprised if anybody else has it on their list. But my number six is Monster Train. Oh, I've got that on mine. I have, yes. I have yet to download it. I'm waiting to download that thing. That game is so much fun. I want to play it. It's really that. fun. I played the living crap out of it when it came out on Steam. Um, I haven't played it in a while. I know they added a whole bunch of new stuff, so I want to go mm-hmm. back. I just have not found the time. But have you played Slay the Spire? Yeah, yeah, Slay the Spire is freaking so good. Oh, I like Monster Train more than I like Slay the Spire. But, That's yeah, I like the aesthetic of Monster Train more. Really? Yeah, I fucking but, love. I could probably fucking. That's die. what I was gonna ask you guys, since you both have it on your list, is how does it compare to Slay the Spire? Because I really enjoyed Slay the Spire from what I played. I've only put like 15, 16 hours into it and never made it through an entire run, but I really liked <sighs> it. Uh, Slay the Spire, in my opinion, is significantly better than Monster Train. That's just me. okay. But Tommy? I fucking love that game. Like I love that game. Well, what do you gotta say, Tommy? What well, just the setup in general is because like, you got multiple lanes, right? You're working with like yeah, you're three. Lanes. You got three lanes. Fuck yeah, you, and just the way you can kind of, build your different. deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The deck building is a lot of fun in that game. Mm. You know me. Should I download it and play it? It's free. Yes, download it. Like it's even free, literally, but, like we pay for Game Pass, bro. It's not free. <laughs> Still, you're not <laughs> paying you're anything paying for, for the game. Way. I already oh, have game the game. Pass? Yeah, play it. What the fuck? Yeah. Absolutely. Hands down. Literally, the, the game's 20 bucks. I think, brand new. All right. right. I think that's what I paid for it. And yeah, it's a good time. And it's not something you have to sink a ton of time into. It's like you could play a couple runs and you'll be done in like a half right, hour. Play tonight. If, fuck, you can, hey, if you can hey. stop. If you can stop, yeah. dude. It's so fucking yeah. <laughs> Literally, I would play this for like three hours. and like, man, I got to fucking beat this with these guys. You can... You can like build your deck so fucking ridiculous that you have guys doing tremendous amounts of damage. But like, mm-hmm. how does the deck building compare to Slay the Spire? Because like 
Slay the Spire has its own hero that you choose, right? And it's got its own kind of deck per hero. Mm-hmm. So, so you have uh, your you have your classes, like you have your different races. So there's like four, but you only have access to two, I think, in the beginning. Yeah, that's what, okay. So that's what I was wondering. Is yeah, so, you, so each of those have a heroes that you ha- you put in, but you can choose the path of what you want to do um, with them. So you can go one path or another path, and then after every boss fight, you can go into that main tree again. And then as you're doing it, you're just going and you can select, uh, you can buy things from this fucking super mm, There's like a store. Yeah, with a there's, creepy cat. There's the like crystal thing that you're defending. There's that whole mechanic, yeah. which is pretty different from Slay okay. I'm I'm right. I got the pen. <laughs> writing it down. Okay. It's a super fun game. It is not like super time consuming. If you want to just do something quick, you can. But yeah, like I never did just like one run. I literally would continuously play. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download it. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You can but yeah, that's my number six. Skelly? Oh, shit. Okay, number six. <laughs> yep. Okay, my number six is Necrobarista. Well, Nobody knows cool. what that is, huh? I, I know what it is. I, 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 oh. it. Yeah, I also okay. think I know what it is. I was watching Party. you play that earlier today. Yeah. It's really yeah. similar to that, um, the, is it the Valkyrie game? Not like very similar, but like same kind of setup. I don't know what Valkyrie oh, is. Oh, so the Valkyrie <laughs> one is your bar, your bartender. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, you're a barista. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like a visual novel. It's really good. It has like a really interesting aesthetic. Uh, the writing is decent, uh, although sometimes it's a bit like hipster and kind of cringe. But but like Life is Strange level cringe. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's bearable. <laughs> yeah, like it's fine. But sometimes it gets real fucking bad. Is the main character like a purple lady? Because I feel like that's of what I've seen from Necro Barista? Yeah. No, I don't think so. It doesn't I'm sound thinking, right from the I'm thinking of something else completely. <laughs> no, um, it's like kind of cell shady. It's a really interesting aesthetic. It's really cool. She has purple hair. Her skin is not purple. Oh, okay. I really like uh, the art direction from what I saw in your stream today. I will okay, say that. Let me look it's, at, uh... it's very cinematographically um, impressive, actually. A lot of the shot design is really interesting and reminiscent yeah. of like a uh, film. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, certainly. More so than just like the here's a person, here's a text box, dating simulators or anything like that. There's, oh, yeah. there's a little more. Okay, this is the like game I was thinking of. Okay. It plays it out much more like a film. I think it looks good. And it's fairly well written. The characters are pretty. You know um, what? I'm going to put that on my two playlist from this one. Is this only on PC? What do you do in this game? Uh, You talk. You talk to people. That's it. It's a visual novel. You just click. Okay. Or space bar. Up to you. I don't play on PC, so I will. <laughs> you can do it. Fuck myself. <laughs> I think it probably is just on PC. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna fuck myself. Oh, then. That's okay. No, no, I it's think, on it's like, Switch uh, and PlayStation Four. Oh, there you go. All right, Switch it is. You can, un- <laughs> you can unfuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> take that it right out. back out. I'm take still gonna out. fuck myself, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, my number six is Final Fantasy VII Remake, which we already talked about. Yay. Oh, man. I, my number five is real, real dumb. Um, Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE Encore, baby. I'm so glad you said that name correctly. Good yep. job. Um, this game is made by Atlas. It's basically mm-hmm. like Fire Emblem meets Persona. People say it's like Shin Megami Tensei, but... I've never played that, so I don't know. I mean, it plays like that. just like a Persona game. Yeah, it's exactly like Persona. Game that nobody has played. It's so fucking fun, it. though. It's like all about like J-pop and just like 
music and like uh, the entertainment industry within Japan. And the story is honestly pretty good, like, which is surprising. And like you, like you have like eight characters, I think. And it's all about like intersecting with fire emblem. Whose dog is that? <laughs> I'm trying to talk about Tokyo Mirage session. <laughs> they don't like that. They don't like that game. That's the that's the stop talking music that they play at the <laughs> They don't want you to talk about it. Yeah, like the Oscars. <laughs> but uh the game is like it's really cool because it's all about like you have like this performa, which is your power or whatever that somebody is trying to take to basically summon a giant fucking dragon thing to destroy the world and it crosses over from the fire emblem universe so every character has a mirage which is where the word tokyo mirage comes from and that's like their um uh i don't know like from persona 5 you have like your personas that you use to battle with but instead you have mirages what and so what, they, you say, they, go sorry ahead. to interrupt it's very persona like is it turn-based Yes. Yeah. All right, it's going on the list. It's going on the list. Can yeah. you beat the game? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's legit super comparable to Persona 5. Yeah, and so, like, some people compare it to Fire Emblem because it's, like, a rock, paper, scissors type format, but it's way more like Persona in the fact that, like, every enemy that you fight has a weakness, and then if you get that character's weakness, you can just chain your allies' attacks onto that weakness and then get another oh. weakness and then constantly chain. It's more Persona than it is Fire Emblem. They just took, For like, real. the matter of fire emblem like the various uh yep. heroes and stuff yep. and turn them into like these mirages which is just personas which yep. is not any different at all from what persona does persona like the fifth one they took real life thieves and turned them into personas for the characters yeah like and the fourth one i think they used like television actors or something like that it's like the same thing they just chose hey let's do fire emblem and it's a persona about k-pop or i mean j-pop same yeah. difference basically so but the story is is based off of like entertainment so a lot of the dungeons that you go through are entertainment based so like there's one dungeon in particular where it's like the fashion dungeon and you to get through it you have to get through like different layers of the dungeon and you have to move these like mannequins and the mannequins move these giant statues with their arms and you have to constantly like maneuver them to figure out a way to get to the upper layer of this like dungeon it's very cool and unique and all of the characters are really well written there's a lot yeah. of really good music in it the combat is super fun there yeah the combat is really good yeah there's deal all the dlc is in it so like you have every side quest for a character is like super well developed and you can interact with every character and every character that you interact with has like its own special property that it brings to the game whether they're like an actual character that you can use in combat or not, they all bring something to the table in like some kind of uh, buff or stat or something, you know? Um, and there is like this really cool thing that you can do if like if you're struggling where you can go into like this dungeon that was added where you can basically just grind to get XP and it makes the game like super fucking easy. And so like if you're just in it for the story, you can just go into this dungeon and grind for, you know, an hour or two and level up like 10 or 15 levels like it does not take long at all and then the rest of the time you're just going through the story and it, it's just really well done it's it's a very fucking fun game it's so good yeah i love that game originally when it came out on wii u i didn't play the switch version but it sounds like it's pretty much the same just with the dlc yeah it's the dlc is very good um my we're on number five right yep 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. My number five, I don't know if anyone here has heard of it. Um, Haven. Okay. Oh, I've heard of it. I was going to download video. that, but I haven't yet. Okay. Um, I really liked the game to the point where like I went ahead and 100%ed it. And I always think, hey, I'm going to 100% this game and typically never end up getting to it because other stuff comes out. But um, the storyline in it is built in a way that feels really organic. Like you really get to know the couple. And uh, the gist of the storyline is they get match made in their society and they choose to run away on a spaceship and then they crash land on a planet and then they have to basically discover about this planet and a whole bunch of other stuff like that um it's got good music good visuals the combat's fun it's not like the most engaging thing it's like rpg paper mario-ish type combat but you don't like have stats that you focus on a whole bunch um but it feels fun and then like as soon as the combat starts getting repetitive they introduce like some other bosses or enemy types where you have to like one person guards and then the other person attacks while that person's guarding and then they introduce they just keep varying it up enough and it's only like an eight-ish hour adventure or whatever to get through so and it's on game pass so it's pretty quick and easy to play and only complaint i had with it really is that some of the achievements are not very fun to try and get they were just kind of stupid so classic like they have achievements like one of them yeah like one of them is like you have to not go to your home base for like 24 hours in the game or something for a boss to show up and they don't tell you that this boss will show up at all so you just kind of (laughs) guess or be out accidentally for too long and then suddenly this giant whale attacks you and then another one was like you collect the fruits to do your cooking in the game but you can uh, get seeds from them but these seeds are tied to the character's specific dialogue like once you find one is i think the boy He's like, oh, yeah, let's have a competition. And then the next two you have to find is the girl. And then the next one you find is the boy. The next, like, two are the girl. And it's very specific. And it's already a random chance for it to drop from the tree. So, like, there's some achievements that weren't the best as far as why they put them in there. But the story is good. I felt like there's multiple endings. And, like, by the time you get to the bad ending, which every game has a bad ending. So that's not really spoiler. But, um... I did not want to subject the characters to that bad ending, like at all. Like they built the characters up in a way where I cared for them. Like didn't feel like they were just characters anymore. Sweet. It went on my two playlist. Yep. <laughs> I also wrote it down. <laughs> uh, my number five is Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which we already talked about. Sweet. My number so, five was uh, Deep Rock Galactic, so we already talked about that one as well. Skelly! Uh, my number five is Animal Crossing New Horizons. <gasps> oh, well, speed round! I figured it was going to happen. Number five is Ickenfell. Which, I heard uh, that game sucks. Shut the hell This game up. is also on my list. Yeah, I figured it was also on Tyler's. Tyler's the one that made me play it. Uh, I was already interested in it, but Tyler kept pushing it. Uh, it has a it has like some Paper Mario elements with the action commands in the battles. It has turn-based battles, but it also has you like on a grid, kind of a Mega Man Battle Network kind of grid, where it's only yep. three going up, but it's really far across. And you're kind of like positioning yourself and using different spells to position enemies to make some really sweet combos. And the characters are so well written; they're really interesting and have complex emotional and mental issues that the game delves into, kind of like. Uh, Celeste, I don't think it does it as well as Celeste, but it it still it makes really interesting characters out of these very simple looking characters 
And the soundtrack in this game is fucking killer. <clears throat> it is the only yep. soundtrack ever that I've just listened to on YouTube, like every day since I played it. It's so, so good. Yeah, um, it, it's pretty high on my <laughs> list. Um, everything that Chris said, you know, I could reiterate over and over and over. I think it what it does with the writing is incredible, especially for it to be like an 8-bit kind of a game. Um, the way it handles uh, gay characters, uh, non-binary characters is very cool and unique. And it's so well done in the way that they integrate it into the world is like it being so nonchalant in the way that it's presented. Like everybody is just cool with everybody being themselves. It's so fucking... Um, I, I don't even know the word to describe it. It's just welcoming in a way but in, and comforting you know it's where we should be in room yeah yeah it's not. it's like a utopia that we don't have <laughs> almost but like obviously there's other shit that's going on and there there are so many characters that are like really uh deep that you wouldn't expect from the beginning of the game that they expand upon later on and like there's so much more emotionally uh, grounded than you would ever expect it, it's just it's it's just very good it's a, an incredible game i need to get out of chapter two of that game yeah it's, I mean, it's only eight <laughs> chapters long i think i put 22 hours in it all together i made it to the campfire that's like five minutes in i definitely I, couldn't recommend this game enough i think it's one of the it's one of the most like heartwarming, charming games I've played this year. And the ending is incredibly sweet and made me want to cry because of just how happy I was with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is it, like, it's one of the, there've been a lot of games this year that are so fucking sad that you want to cry. This is an incredibly happy ending. That makes it. Yeah. It's just like in the way that they like tie off the end and like give every character it's due is really well done because there are so many characters like it is non-stop every chapter of this game non-stop throwing characters at you and every character gets its ending and it's it's really well done there are four songs in this game that have lyrics you should at least listen to those they're all very very good yeah gilda's theme me bro <laughs> we don't know where we are on the, the <laughs> not work at all right here but, um yeah, Gilda's name is amazing. Um, it's done. The music is done by the same team that did the music for uh, God Stevens Universe, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, so if you know that cartoon, also good music. All right, Tyler, number four. My number four is Demon Souls remake. Boy, <laughs> I have that as well. Um, it's made by Blue Point Games, originally done by. From software, obviously. Uh, this game is the first game that I ever played that was a FromSoft game that I actually liked and enjoyed. Yeah, this guy hates Bloodborne, so his opinions don't matter. Yeah, um, I don't really enjoy FromSoft games. <laughs> I, I usually think they're trash and not fun, but this game really turned me around. Um, because of this game, I immediately downloaded the first Dark Souls and played some of that i'm still playing through it um i think the combat is super unique and interesting and i i think it does a better job than dark souls at, at telling a story you know and i think the gameplay is more fluid and i don't know if it's because it is next gen or not yes 
but it, it just yeah. <laughs> it, it's just a great game. Uh, I played the original when I had the swine flu when it came out, and I did not even beat the phalanx boss. And I was like, "Fuck this game!" Literally like four days, and I couldn't even beat the phalanx boss. Yeah, like, uh-huh. I think I beat the phalanx boss like second try. This is also a game that I I felt was surprisingly easy compared to Dark Souls games. Like Dark Souls games, I've always struggled with Bloodborne. I've always struggled with. But this game, I really didn't have too hard of a time. There was only a couple of bosses that really like threw me for a loop. There was a like one area specifically that threw me for a loop. But everything else, I feel like I did pretty okay with. And it was just a really fun time. It was nice because the way it's broken up into like five different areas. If you're struggling in an area, you can just like say fuck it and go to another area and just try to make your way through that. And I think that's the thing with Dark Souls that I've always struggled with. It's like. I can't make it through this, so I'm just going to struggle to make it fucking through this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I enjoyed this a lot more than I enjoyed Dark Souls 3, which I just beat in, what was the month for Dark Souls 3? August? August, August. I think. Yeah, yeah September. Yeah. And that fun. one was just fucking like, I was like, I need to beat this to beat this. And Demon's Souls was actually fun. Like, I want to go back when I have time and do another run through. But yeah. it's I would like to do fun. co-op, Tom. I know we were talking about it, but then I just ran through it. Um, you say that with a lot of games, and then you beat the it, and then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris like, and I actually play games together. <laughs> Code Vein? You're like, oh, we should play that. Oh, shit, I just beat it within two days. <laughs> I was sick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was just laying in bed sick for like a week. What do you want? <laughs> but yes, no, this game was a lot of fun. It's very well polished. Like It looks fantastic on a PS5. Yeah. Suck it, Ryan. It's like the very first like next-gen game that like I've looked at and was just like, holy shit, like I can't wait for what's next with next gen. I can't wait till Bloodborne 2 comes out on PS5 and Ryan doesn't have one. Oh man, you're being mean. I gotta talk about Elden Ring first, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Elden Ring's gotta come out. But But yeah, uh, that's super fun game. I like Demon's Souls a lot. Yeah, Demon's Souls is super fun. And I've been thinking a lot about starting my second playthrough of it. So I'll probably be doing that the first of the year. Do magic, it's completely busted. Yeah, I was thinking about that <laughs> because after you said that you ran through it and did the magic thing, I was like, oh, I want to try that and see how fucking crazy it is. So. I want to play magic just so I can use the fucking that faith sword or whatever you get, the magic sword that you get from the slugs. But the, the last fucking the last boss of the one. game is a real piece of shit. So not like it wasn't bat- it was not as bad like i beat it my second try like i saw you struggle and then you're like you stop streaming you're like oh i fucking beat it that's nowhere near as bad as the fucking second to last boss in dark souls 3 that is fucking ridiculous yeah yeah I mean, i'll say for for yeah. me demon souls is the was the weakest and i think it still is the weakest even though this is a way better version for me personally but uh, i also like how stupid stupid hard dark souls 3 is Anyways. You also played a broken class. Well, yeah, but I also beat it originally with a big two-handed sword when I played the original version and still thought it was a pretty good game. So eat it, Tom! <laughs> yeah, I mean, regardless, um, it, it put me on that path of like finally clicking with that Souls-like gameplay. And Yeah, so go play Bloodborne again. So You'll yeah. like it. Since then, I mean, I beat Bloodborne before I beat Demon Souls, but... I mean, it made me want to play Dark Souls. You know, I have been fucking loving that. And then I went and played Code Vein, and I beat that in like three days, you know, because I was sick. So I just immediately ran through that. So it made all these things that everybody's always been talking about finally click with me. So like, I had to put it up high on my list. Have you watched a Bloodborne story synopsis? Uh, no, because I don't care. 
<laughs> that's the problem. It's so good. I just don't care about the story, you know? That's like, I... How about the memes? Can I send you a meme? Send me all the memes you want. All I right. just, send them, just send them, them the serial one. That's that's the, the one we know. It's the best meme on the internet. If you've played Bloodborne, understand it, but you can thing. send it to me. I think you'll still get it. <laughs> it's very boss specific. It's one of those things where it's like after I beat it with my buddy that we ran co-op through, he's like, "Oh yeah, there's like multiple endings to this game, and like the very very last ending, you turn you, like this thing happens to you." I was like, okay, that's not the ending I fucking got, obviously. So <laughs> he's like, that's the true ending. I was like, that true ending sucks dick. I don't want that ending. <laughs> All the endings are kind of bad. Yeah. Call me uh, wheels, baby. <laughs> All right, number four. Mine's number four is the Animal Crossings, which we already kind of talked about. So. Right. My number four is Deep Rock Galactic, which we already talked about. <gasps> Uh, my number four is not going to be speed run because it is Neon Abyss, which I, I fucking love that game. I was obsessed with that game for a solid chunk. Um, of time. When I started streaming, um, this is a game I played a lot of the time, and it's just a lot of fun. Like you can just go in, play, and be done. It's not um, like you want to do it just to unlock more stuff. And I still there's so like I've beaten all the bosses. And I've been playing on hard, but there's still so much that I have to unlock. It's just a lot of fun, especially how ridiculous, like the amount of weird little critters you get following you, the pets. And like, yeah, we have like nine pets following you. (laughs) Yes. It's so ridiculous. It's just a lot of fun. And the music is super fun. I really like it. It's a good game. And the aesthetics are amazing. It's right. Yeah, it's right in my, my alley of that crazy pixel. Yeah, the game has like a pet that looks like Donald Trump that steals your money. So yep, yep. <laughs> but when he when he dies, you get it all, and it's fantastic. <laughs> so funny. Also on Game Pass. Yep. Super fun game. All right, Skelly number four. Four. Okay, it's Monster Train. Oh, trash. I heard that game's trash. No, you're wrong. <laughs> never, never told you that's wrong. That's a good one. It's a roguelike deck builder. It's very good. I like the aesthetic of Slay the Spire more, though. I think it looks a little bit cartoony for me, but it's good. It's a good game. Or as I like to say, uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, fine. Yeah. it's a good uh, game. It's good. All right. My number four is Spider-Man Miles Morales. This is um, on my list. Sweet. I'm glad it's on your list. It's uh, it's not making a lot of people's lists because I think it is very similar to the one that came out a couple years ago. You know, it feels very similar. Just the combat is a lot better and the story is slightly less good i would say but a lot of that is because it's such a compressed experience which i do appreciate about it in the season of 100 plus hour games that i did 100 percent of this game in like 15 hours you know tom's got it i haven't played it he hasn't played it yet though yeah, I, haven't, I have not played it i'm waiting for my ps5 to play it uh that's the only reason it's not on my list yeah i haven't played it yet either for the same reason i'd rather just wait till ps5 to play it but I have been hearing everybody say this should have just been DLC onto the first one overall. Like, I disagree. Yeah, flat sure. compressed or whatever. I mean, it's only $30 anyway, right? It's $40. I disagree. Oh, I think this game is way better than the first one. Um, I think the story is better. I think the characters are more well-written. Um, I think the story is more compact and finite and, um, I don't know, approachable. Does that make sense? Sure, I can see that. Um, and I, I think it's great. I think this game is fucking amazing. 
So, yeah, combat's Pretty great. Good. Story's great. Swinging around New York is great. I think the way that they integrate side missions is great because they don't give all you all the side missions all at once. You know, where I that's I think that's where Sp- Spider Man twenty eighteen faltered is they gave you everything that you could do pretty much within the first few hours. And then it was just kind of like, okay, do whatever the fuck you want. Where like this is like you can't one hundred percent every area right off the jump. You have to wait until certain things unlock as you progress through the story to be able to one hundred percent the game. And uh yeah. I opposite I, I don't like that i wish i could just do the things from the Look, beginning miles morales is better because you get to swing around the city with all the swagger of a black teenager yeah that's true well I, I mean you see that that was hilarious when some reviewer i can't remember who it was said that and everybody was getting pissed off about it oh just saying that that swinging around with the swagger like, i feel like i have the swagger of a black teenager as i'm swinging through the city it's like have you seen that happen before it was just hilarious. It's the only thing I have to take away from that game. Uh, but I think Miles is incredibly well written, you know. And I'm always one who prefers to play as a black character in games, you know. And I always want to hear black stories told. And I think this is a story that's specifically set in, you know, Harlem that is incredible and one that. I don't know. It just it it, it meant a lot to me it, it, when I finished it that I I was surprised by it and the way it ended because yeah. it's especially how uh you know like with Spider Man twenty eighteen it becomes like oh this is like a mentor kind of a thing and this is really all about like friendship and what friendship means and what family means and, and I feel like especially in twenty twenty that has. I don't know. Hit closer to home for me. That's fair assessment. <laughs> I was watching Angry Joe play it a fair bit, and he was freaking out about like the dishes that his mom is cooking and stuff because he feels the representation in the game is just that on point to even like the Latin side of everything. So I get yeah, where yeah. Right. Like from. they they'll just throw like uh, him speaking Spanish because yeah. you know he is. Uh, biracial, you know, so his his mom is of Hispanic heritage, you know, he'll just speak Spanish out of nowhere, but then also he has taken um, American Sign Language in his, his courses at the place that he studies, so like, there is some side quests with a character who is deaf, and he just throws out sign language, and I think the representation there is great and incredible, and it's something that we don't see enough of in video games. Plus, Miles Morales is the best Spider-Man. Agreed. You know, and I think that's a big part of it. And I fucking love Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Ham's the best Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. yeah. I still love Peter Parker, but I mean, they changed his face, so now he's terrible anyway. Miles yeah. is so charming. Yeah, he's, he's a little so cutie. charming and relatable. I he's love him. You want to give him a hug. I don't want to give Peter Parker a hug. I want to give Miles Morales a hug. I want to give them both a hug. I mean, I'm not a jerk yeah. like you. Yeah. You don't want to give you don't want to give Tom Holland a hug. <laughs> oh, I would give Tom Holland a kiss on the mouth. He's a gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> okay, number three, Tyler. My number three is Eichenfell, which we've already talked about. My number. My number three is Immortal Phoenix Rising, which we already talked about. Let's keep the speed round going. My number three is Hades, which we already talked about. 
My number three is Demon Souls, which we already talked about. I had to look up Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your number three, 2020. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. <laughs> no, my number three is another visual novel named If Found. And it's about, awesome. it's really good. It has a super, super interesting aesthetic. And the game mechanics are really interesting. I've never seen a game do like it is done. Uh, the writing is like phenomenal. There's one point that almost made me cry, and I'm not a big bitch, so it's a testament to the writing. It's good. Am. I'm a big bitch. I cry at everything. Dude, it's shit. really good. It's so good. It's about like growing up and sort of like growing into the person that you are, and it's just really well written. And I think it's a really touching story. Plus, it's like comes in at about like two and a half or three hours, so it's just a really solid, like quick, good game. You were able to play it in the last couple of days of 2020. <laughs> I played it two days ago. Well, what do you but, think about Tom Holland since you looked him up? Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's 12. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but is the game fine? What? Is the game fine? What game? Your game. I thought you were Tom Holland. I was like, is he a fucking game now? What is this? What was this? He looks he like could he's be. 12. I'm looking at him. He looks 12. I don't know. Game is fine. Yeah. <laughs> All the way up to number three, and they're still just fine. <laughs> yeah. The most critical I said, person I, said I know. important stuff before. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> All right. My number three is Animal Crossing New Horizons. All right. Uh, number two is Miles Morales. Number two for me is Final Fantasy VII Remake. My number two which I don't think anyone else here really gives a shit about, so everyone can just go <laughs> to the bathroom for five minutes while I go on a short diatribe about the wonderful splort of Blaseball. Oh, that doesn't count. What the fuck? What the fuck it doesn't count? It came out in 2020. <laughs> I play the living shit out of that game. How do you play how does that, how do you play that as a game? I bet constantly, and I pay attention. All right, There is involvement as an enjoyer of Blaseball with Blaseball. It is called an augmented reality game. So it's a game by Definition Panda. Um, I want to talk just quickly. So let me start by saying Blaseball is a horror ARG couched inside of an online simulated baseball game, uh, baseball league. Uh, I am a, did you read that up on Wikipedia? Uh, I stole it from Jay Walter. I stole it from Jay Walter Weatherman. <laughs> from his second monitor he's like i read all i come up here no no, no. Uh, this will be from the wiki i i will not lie to you the, the rest of this is from the wiki uh trim down a little bit uh we're going to talk about season three of baseball we're on we're in a grand siesta so everyone's on break right now it's the only time the players get to rest because again this is a horror game uh but season three was the season of blasphemy uncertainty the grand unslam and the wyatt masoning uh, so at the end of season two, uh, the, the, all the consumers of Blaseball got together and voted to affect the game in a way that added peanuts, which added a new weather condition, which was peanuts weather. Uh, it added allergic reactions to peanuts by the, the teams, by the players on the teams, uh, within moments of peanuts being introduced, someone broke the game and gave themselves basically infinite peanuts. Uh, the site was closed for a short while with some uh, blasphemy written in red being the only thing that would appear on the website whenever you'd go to try and access baseball. Um, Infinite peanuts. Yeah. 
Infinite I heard, I, I heard that wrong. I heard infinite penis and <laughs> peanuts. That's infinite. <laughs> um so during that same season, my favorite team, the Charleston Shoe Thieves, were playing the Los Angeles then known as the Los Angeles Tacos. Uh on day 73, there was a play was interrupted by a bad gateway event and time <laughs> froze. And when everyone came back on uh, the 73rd game of the, the season, the Charleston Shooties and the Los Angeles Tacos had a combined total games played of 75. So something happened outside of our normal space time. Not long after that, space time broke above Los Angeles and turned it into the infinite city ease of Los Angeles, turning the Los Angeles Tacos into the, uh, what is it, the infinite Tacos? Is that their name? I'm not their fan, so I'm not 100% sure. Um, <laughs> baseball is a series of totally unintelligible words to the uninitiated, and it's a damn good time. Also, you said uh, Canadian moist talkers wrong. Yep. did I didn't say Canadian moist talkers, did I? I didn't talk about them. No. Or the Kansas City that's, Breathmans. That's the best game. They're the best team. No, the I mean, that's your favorite team. <laughs> My favorite team is the Charleston Shoe Thieves. <laughs> I have like, no fucking clue what you're talking man. about. That's the point. Uh, <laughs> it's fuck. It's literally just it's batshit crazy. Um, I haven't been able to follow since like after the first second week. Like it's it's too much for me to try and like follow <laughs> so, at work. They, and like, they I don't have the time. That. They recognize that because it, all of the, the first eleven seasons, a game would happen every hour on the hour. Yeah, <laughs> a, a season happened every five days. A game would happen yeah. every hour on the hour until ninety nine games were played throughout five days in a week. Then the playoffs would happen on the weekend. The only time the players would rest would be a siesta, which is the end times on Saturday, sometimes Sunday, leading into the new season. Uh, and the devs realized that this was a bad idea. It was hard for players to keep track of because so much was happening so much all the time uh, that they've been on siesta now to slow the game down a little bit, make it a little more consumable for the enjoyers of baseball for the last month or so. It's been on a grand siesta. Uh, they plan to come back soon, and I am very, very excited to see where Blaze Ball goes in the future. Yeah, I was into it when I wasn't working, but as soon as I started working, it was like I can't, I can't keep track of this. This is too much. And literally, I'd go on you, on your Discord, and you and Jay, there's just fucking like pages. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck's happening anymore. <laughs> so it's I stopped. Sad. It's a I secret gave up. language you get to like share with your friends. Yeah. So if your brain's feeling a little empty, pick up baseball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're if you are at all curious, now is the time to look. Since they are on break, you know, now is the time to kind of read what has happened up until this point. And like I said, when they come back, they want to come back in a more consumable fashion, uh, more easily consumable fashion for you know your average everyday folk. Right. Um, but but the community around baseball is wonderful. Ridiculous. I'm on their Discord, and that Discord has. Let me look. At last I checked, it was like 30,000 people um, or, or maybe 10,000. It sounds like an awful general <laughs> channel that I don't want to go on. No, so so, so what's you, happening. you don't look at general. Though. So here's the thing. When you join the you Discord, no, 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 because no, it's, it is it is busy. I'm not going to lie. But like you join that Discord and they're like, OK, what's your favorite team? And, and they give you a role that's your favorite team. And then you get access to your team's corner of that Discord. And everyone's ridiculously friendly. I, I like. They are actually crazy friendly. Uh, everyone's so nice. And just sitting there for 10 minutes one day watching the people watch a game. 
I was able to pick up so much like little terminology about the way the fans talk about the players in the game. Uh, there's there's a really strong sense of community inside of baseball, and in a year like 2020, I think a lot of people could use that. Um, it's and it. I think for me personally, like I like baseball, but I only like real baseball at the stadium. I could never yes. watch baseball on TV. I agree this, with that. This kind of fixes my problem with uh, baseball because games happen quick, right? Like a game would happen in 20 minutes. I'd get to see all nine innings in 20 minutes because it's simulated on the internet, just running as quick as it possibly can. Um, so it's like the excitement of baseball without having to sit down for three and a half hours and watch a baseball game. <laughs> hey, what is the field of eggs? <laughs> you know, we don't have a lot of time to get into everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, for nine ninety nine a month on their Patreon, you can own an egg since we're oh, selling the game. Yeah, I'm not even on their Patreon. <laughs> I haven't looked at their Patreon. I don't know what the field of eggs you can, is. You can help name an egg. Oh, what I else have, is there to say? I have no idea. Look, there's a lot of strange words we could just start throwing out here. The snack refice, uh, the return of Jalen hot dog fingers, blood drain weather. We could start throwing out weird obscure terms. <laughs> I'm just trying to get those infinite peanuts. <laughs> but that's blasphemy all right you can't you no, have no, to no, earn no, no, your no, peanut no. you have to earn your peanuts respectfully no i already have access to the blood house it's listed <laughs> on their patreon <laughs> i'm on skelly's side I, 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 <laughs> at this point so funny all right um, it sounds great it sounds really fun my number two is final fantasy 7 remake so we talked about it Skelly, number two. Uh, my number two is a game called The Pedestrian. It's a side-scrolling puzzle platformer. Um, it's super polished, very aesthetically pleasing. Uh, it's a really interesting concept. The puzzles are challenging without being like super frustrating. Uh, really good. It's reminiscent of Portal, I'd probably say. Um, oh, shit. Is it only on PC? Uh, it is also on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Going to write that down. Mac OS, Linux, and Windows are the other three. Wow, is Linux. Pedestrian, right? Oh, I've, I've seen this. I want to play it. It's that game where you're like the little guy running through like street signs and stuff. Yeah, like you're that, like right? little male or female icon. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. I've seen it's, that. It's I have really seen good. That. Yeah. I um, saw a trailer for it in game award show or some game show or something. I don't remember when, but it looked cool. I wanted to. I'm glad it's you really it good. Out. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely play it. And the ending is, it throws you for quite a loop. It's very interesting. Probably the ending is the reason that I put it where it is. Sweet. Sweet. Cool. My number two is Ghost of Tsushima. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Um, no surprise. No, that's one. the Infinite Peanuts, dude. That's what Blasphemy <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, My number one is Ghost of Tsushima. My number one is Family Feud 2021, but actually not really. Um, <laughs> that's no, we legit just got that game. It has PS2 level graphics, but it plays kind of fun. We got it for party game's sake. Um, it actually is my number one. I oh, just, my, I'm just saying, it was just a joke that I had ready. But um, no, it's so good. my number one is actually just Hades. Um, just obviously, we talked about it, but super obsessed with it. I still booted up to do runs like every other day or so or whatever. And then when do we mention honorable mentions? Are we supposed to do that at some We're point? Um, Tyler, I hope you can forgive me for my number two when I say my number one is Ghost of Tsushima. 
The number two is forgiven. Back to best friends, Ryan. (laughs) Uh, My number one is also Ghost of Tsushima. My number one is Hades. My number one is Hades. Smart people. We got a fight here. (laughs) (laughs) 3v3 is Tsushima versus Hades. All right, we get Jin and Agrius in the ring. There's some gamer ass gamers up in this podcast. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure I can move out of it by this point. Let's go. Get them both in Smash. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Nintendo listens when people say they want something in Smash, right? Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. Uh, You got to get Nintendo to listen to us first. Right. (laughs) All right, so we're going to run through some community lists, and then uh, anything that hasn't been mentioned yet that's on your honorable mentions after these, we'll, we'll go over those as well. So, Tyler, I think you got Queso here first. Yeah, so Queso's list um, for 2020 is Hades, 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 Hades. No, the real list. Hades. Ten Hades. Ten Hades. I think it went. Is that really what they did? Yeah, he sent in two lists, and his first list is all Hades. I can agree with this. So with our community list, it's a little bit different. These are games that are not all from 2020 which is totally fine and acceptable um so for uh greg flaming queso we have uh number 10 doom eternal which i have not played yet so i cannot speak on in any way it was close to making my list yeah cool game uh marauders suck though those guys with the shields fuck them (laughs) (laughs) i haven't played it so i don't know yeah i have yet to play doom eternal it you can just run through fine. it all there. But... Oh, yeah, we're going to run through the entire list. Uh... Yeah. Oh, my bad. Our hosts, everybody. Dramatic pause. Dramatic pause. Queso's number nine, Yoku's Island Express, which um, if this were last year, this would be definitely higher up on my list. This game is super fun. Metroidvania-like um, pinball type of game. Um really just cute and interesting different type of game that you've never really seen before but the gameplay like even though you you like i'm saying it's like a pinball game it it's not a game that is like really off-putting i think it's really accessible um it's it's really unique and different uh his number eight is what remains of edith finch which i mean i think most people can agree is amazing honorable mentions yeah um, number seven, Ape Out. Uh, I played that about two years ago. Maybe it was last year. Um, yeah, great game, great soundtrack. Uh, really cool way of introducing like jazz into uh, gameplay and how music actually affects the way that you move throughout a world. I think it's really unique and interesting. So great choice. Um, oh, I lost track. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I don't know shit about this game. <laughs> right? The remake Sorry. doesn't hit the same way the original does. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Sorry. The last Casey one I played was Modern Warfare 2. That's the last Call of Duty game I played. You can't, you can't bad talk him because he made our outro music. So. <laughs> I meant, wow, yeah! <laughs> Sorry, Kato. We love you, buddy. No. Uh, 
Uh, his number five is Jedi Fallen Order, which I also played this year, and I can attest to that. Um, if I could include games for 2019, this would actually be higher up on my list. This game is fantastic. I think the story is really well done. Uh, a lot of people don't give enough credit for the story that it tells. I think it's really cool and really unique for the Star Wars universe and does some really interesting things. Um, and yeah. the actual gameplay itself, like having like a Souls-like Star Wars game is fucking incredible. So but how do you how do you feel about the Wookiee design? Yeah, they were trash, Tom. I will agree with you. <laughs> they were fucking terrible. It's awful. It's awful. Oh, and the, the game itself. Tom. I mean, God. Well, you should hear my son, because my son always calls him Tommy. But uh What's your face look like? <laughs> but uh like the it just made me lose complete train of thought. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good game. Uh, if... It's a really good game, but I would say it's, it's a good game. I just it's, didn't like it. It's the buggy as fuck. Like, this is a game that I had so many issues with where, like, the fidelity, like, shit would just pop in and just all kinds of, like, frame rate issues and shit like that all the time. Was, <laughs> I don't remember having any issues in my yeah, I, I didn't launch have any. PS4 playthrough. Yeah, I yeah. had all kinds of issues. I was playing on the Xbox One. Mm. Uh, I, I had one. Yeah. Most powerful console. I did have a bug where, like, half of the world turned to black. Like, I was just walking into blackness. It was, it was really weird. But it was just the one bug. That's story time. A lot of problems. Yeah, it was a story. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was when I was, I was on Darksiders. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, his number four is Subnautica, and I'm trying to fight a sneeze off, so give me a second. Okay. He's good. crying because he's so proud of it. I have drank too many beers, so. I'm very emotional. Trying to make it through this. Um, Subnautica. I haven't played it. Has anybody played Subnautica? Yeah, it's I played fun. a little. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's okay. fine. I'm underwater. Well, there you go. It's fine and it's not garbage. So, yeah. um, what else can you ask? For? I mean, that's basically honestly, number one goatee with score. Yeah. yeah. Um, number three, Red Dead Redemption. I don't know if that's one or two. I would assume two, but I, I was assuming one. Either way, great choice. Both those games are really good. <laughs> um, number two is Resident Evil 2 Remake. I haven't touched this. I don't. I, I don't know anything about this. Goaty last year, baby. I we know Ryan plays horror play games. Game, <laughs> I didn't play it. I watched like six or seven different YouTube and Twitch streamers play through it, and I still threw it on my game of the year list for last year because it's just it's that good, and I could tell it's that good. But but, but you I didn't play. Have, it. I didn't play it because I don't really play like straight up horror games that often. Like I'm a pussy about them. Yeah. You Ryan really are going to be just best friends here. God. Yeah, this sounds <laughs> great. but, but yes. I can watch other people play it. And then by that point, I know what's coming. So it doesn't scare me anymore. So. All right. And Queso's number one game of the year um, is Hades. Correct. Good man. Good man. <laughs> We're breaking the tie, guys. Thanks, Greg, for sending that in. We love you, buddy. All right, Ryan, you got two you got to go through. Yeah, we'll loop back around to my other one later, yeah? Or just do both okay. now? You can do both now. It's fine. Okay, all right. So let's do uh, Bob first. So I wrote in uh, with my <laughs> list, Howdy Lunkers, uh, top 10 favorite games. He wrote a brief description with the top three that I'll read. Uh, so 
Bob Buell, host of the 99 Questions podcast. Uh, his number 10 is Fall Guys. Great pick for number 10. Woo, number 10. It is garbage. 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 Fucking terrible. All right. <laughs> Can I stop you real quick? Yeah. Can I guess what his number one is before you say it? What's your number? What do you think? I think his number one is Mario 35. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Not like you don't have access to these emails. I don't want to check that because that takes too much time and effort. So uh, Number nine, Animal Crossing. He doesn't say New Horizons, so maybe the first one? I didn't say New Horizon either, so maybe I was talking about the first one. Possibly. Uh, he does play old games, though. That's true. Because his number eight is Super Mario 64. Uh, <laughs> no, that is a good game, though. It, it is did come out this year. And it did have, yep. Mm-hmm. It had that, that re-release. A, that's a good game. Uh, his number seven is Astro's Playroom, which I've heard a lot of good things about, even as a pack-in game. Uh, that's I'm definitely yeah, going to be checking that out once. Honorable uh, mention for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six, Baba is You, which I've heard a lot about. I have not well, checked out. Freaking that's amazing! It's amazing. It's so hard though. You have to be super smart guy to finish. We've that been playing it in this house. It's like so oh, amazing. Nice. Check it out. Uh, number five for Bob is Hades, which Woo! seems a little low. <laughs> well, I mean, I had Hades at like nine, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but we just ignore that. <laughs> uh, Bob's number four, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Sweet Good job, Bob. Uh, Bob's number three. Now, keep in mind, all three of these games beat out both Hades and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, Bob's number three, Among Us. Simply put, this was the most fun multiplayer with friends that I had all year. An ideal 10-player match where everyone is joking, lying, trying to throw people under the bus, and trying to get the heat off yourself from someone else's suspicions were some of my favorite moments all year. Plus that feeling of playing a perfect game as the imposter. Pure joy. Yeah, but yeah. Bob could talk his pants off of anybody. That's that's not fair playing against Bob. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the fact that I was in in with Bob's very first games with that because he so good. didn't know what he was doing, but he got very good very quickly. Very quick. He's very charismatic. Uh, Bob's number two, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One Plus Two remaster or no this scratched every itch for what i wanted in a new tony hawk game the same tight controls you remember from the original but a little bit better the same levels you remember but looking way better the soundtrack which is simply put amazing back in the day but combined with songs added to it it's the greatest tony hawk game they've ever released and i absolutely love it yeah i agree with the songs because uh mxpx made a new song for that and i'm a big mxpx fan so um i got a code from that game from lovely rock party and i haven't checked it out yet that's my own fault. Uh, and Bob's number one game of 2020, Mario 35. Mario 35. I fucking called it, dude. I, I swear to God, I did not look at the emails either. I, I fucking called. Uh, well, this is the game that stole my heart this year. The perfect mix of a nostalgic classic platformer combined with an addictively simple battle royale formula made for an addictive potato chip game. It's so easy to lose a match, see the simple mistake you made, look up at the clock and say, okay, one more match, because I know what I did wrong and I can improve on it and then end up playing for hours. If you don't have the nostalgia for the original Super Mario Brothers, you probably wouldn't enjoy this one too much, but for me, it was the game I never knew I wanted until I got my hands on it. Now, 30-plus hours later and 45 wins in, it topped my 2020 Games of the Year list. Oh, what a beautiful love story. I mean, to be fair, last year, uh, Tetris 99 ended up pretty high on my list for personal Game of the Year for 2019, so I get his feelings on that, where... 
just easy to get lost in such a simple battle royale and stuff. I personally did not like Mario 35 though very much. I do not like the old school platforming for Mario, yeah. so I played like it a says, few times. Don't have nostalgia for that first game specifically. It is it is rough. Yeah. Since that was my first game, I'm sure I would absolutely adore the ever-loving shit out of Mario 35, but I have no time in my life for more games, so I have not right. downloaded and tried it out. Yeah. Well, you've only got until March if you want to play it all in your life. I, I do plan. I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm going to pick up the uh, the the 3D remake though before before it's right. gone. Digital scarcity is the dumbest thing on the internet. Fight me. It is. Off. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest controversy of 2020 for video games. Honestly. <laughs> You had another list, right? Um, yeah, we're going to circle back around, though, so I don't have to read two. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so I have Doherty's objectively correct top 10. Objectively. Yes. Uh, so number 10, Dory has Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind. I have absolutely no idea. I don't really care much about Kingdom Hearts DLC. I haven't played the DLC, so but I heard abysmal things about it. <laughs> <laughs> So like eat it, Dory. <laughs> I mean, no, they, like this is what I said. Like Dory's list makes sense knowing it, Dory. Like, oh, gotcha. It totally makes Dory's sense. the reason Ryan is playing Kingdom Hearts, or part of the reason at least. Certainly helping the case. <laughs> I mean, I like Kingdom Hearts. Like, I have shirts, yeah. pajama pants, three different hats. Like, I think you may have quit that first oh, game within like, like an hour if you. Keyblades, a, a poster, like, come on! I like Kingdom Hearts, so. <laughs> Chris, I've been very Kingdom Hearts curious for years, but because I didn't jump on the train at the beginning, and I heard it was this very obtuse kind of bloated story, I was hesitant to try it. Between the thirty dollars sale on all of them that I was able to get this year, and also on Game Pass, on Game Pass for not, not PC Game Pass. <laughs> Well, that's not my problem. <laughs> um, it's yeah, thirty bucks for every single game is a lot cheaper than an Xbox, uh, <laughs> and and the assistance from people who are very well versed in the series saying they, you know, well, that's a little different than yeah, most of us playing and be like, I I can't fucking yeah. play this anymore for sure. But I've I've been I've been Kingdom Hearts curious for a long time. It's just I I've been hesitant because of the uh, the well-known obtuseness of the story of the, those games. Like, sure. even if when you talk to an expert on Kingdom Hearts, they're like, oh, there is that one plot hole. I don't, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. it's so I love the story, but there's plenty of points where you're like, I don't fucking know. Listen, Whatever. I played every Kingdom Hearts game. Yep. Nobody loves that story. Nobody. I, lo- I like it a lot. It's, like, <laughs> it's so hokey and like just dumb. There is no story there. It's not good. It's, it's bad. Um, the gameplay is fun. The story characters. is bad. The the worlds are unique and fun. And it's just it's just whimsy. It's just it's whimsy. Just fucking around in the Disney world with Disney characters doing RPG shit. You know, <laughs> that's all it is. If I could play Disney Infinity, then. Not even <laughs> same experience. You could just play that crappy Disney game that was on Game Pass. Yeah. Oh, where you go to the park? I, have a verse I played that for yeah, a little for the, while. With a connector or whatever. Yeah, it was so bad. I think Kingdom Hearts 3 is like... I got that for my kids. My kids like incredible. So My kids did not like Kingdom Hearts. So I tried to get them. They're like, I don't Kingdom know. Kingdom Hearts 3 is on. really fucking good. It's 
That's the one I tried to get him to it's play. I like, mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean World is one of the most fun fucking experiences I've ever played. It's so good. Also, I could play Disney Infinity. There's a Car- Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney Infinity. So I even have I even have Davy Jones. <laughs> um, all right. Number nine, Dory has Doom Eternal, which we've touched on. Uh, number eight, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. If I'd played that, I'd probably would have ended up on mine, honestly. Is that it's the basically. rhythm one or whatever? Yeah, yeah. 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 Kingdom Hearts is the music, I've, and it's just a lot of music. So I've okay. heard pretty good things about it overall. So um, number seven, Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two, we touched on. Um, number six, Resident Evil three make. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that one. It's weird that like Resident Evil two remake was my goatee last year, but Resident Evil three didn't even make the list because it's just doing the same things two was doing, but not as well in my opinion, but I do. I like that multiplayer mode. That was interesting. Cool. There's Number five. Mode? I didn't even hear about oh. that. I don't know. <laughs> you said there was a multiplayer mode. Yeah. Resident Evil resistance. Oh, the resistance thing. Yeah. Like yeah. I heard people had problems with three because they were again, for whatever reason, trying to force it into action game type vibes or whatever for like, why are you doing that? The second one proved again. So did seven that you need to be doing the slow paced, like that sort of thing. But yeah. Yeah, no, okay, so number five is Hades. Love. Suck it, Hades fans, because number four is Ghost of Tsushima. No! Yeah, <laughs> oh, number, four. Yeah. Uh, number three is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Dory's listening. No. She's got it. Number two is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Wait, you see and number last of us num- yeah, number one is something that has not been mentioned yet today, and I thought was going to be mentioned twice from what was talked about in Discord, but yes, The Last of Us 2. Chris and I don't like The Last of Us 2 that much. I... Uh, I'm not <laughs> even going to talk on it very much because <laughs> we get pissed it. at me. But... Me and my brother alone could do like a two or three hour podcast on the problems we have with that game. But okay, I, so at the end of the day, it was very I respect game. people that like it, and I think it's a very good game for people to like. It's just for me personally, there's a lot of stuff. I'm just like, okay. Agreed. I didn't play it. I was I fine with it. Chris and I are on the exact same page when it comes to that game on the things that are good the things that are trash i was fine with it ending with one so i had no desire to play two. exactly my take two part of it but that was the dory's list uh great list. list greetings <sighs> this boy well go ahead <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. uh his number 10 the last of us two uh number nine phasmophobia number eight chicken police which have you guys seen anything? I, about yeah, I, I watched it. I really want it. Sounds cool as fuck, though. It looks it. really good. I thought about playing it. It's a detective uh, turn-based uh, uh, narrative game where you're a chicken detective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's, it's not like Purple Chicken Spaceman. I don't think so. I've it's very like it. noir themed. It looks really interesting. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. I love it. Noir. Looks, I really want to try it. After I saw Gray stream about an hour of that um, before, I was like, I got to try this at some point. Okay. Is it on uh, down? Do I? Is it only on PC? Uh, uh, yes. Wow, you guys are fucking quick on the draw. I'm Wait, just it, says, it says PlayStation.com. Uh, oh. Yeah, and Switch, Xbox One. It's everywhere. Okay. okay, Chicken Police. I wrote that down. Um. Okay. Number seven, he has written, and I quote, Goats of Sushi. Which I'm assuming is Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> it, it's not high enough, but that's fine. I mean, 
We'll accept it. God's obsession. That's what he said. To be said. fair, he has never touched Legends mode. And and I realize that that is its own own exception. But if like I, Legends mode is such an add on to me that that is a game changer. Yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. It's respected by calling. At this point, I'm just waiting for to get a PS5 to actually fully dive into the game, just so that loading is faster and it mm-hmm. runs super constantly. Loading everything. is fucking incredible. I mean, loading is already optimized. Like everybody's already talked about how optimized that is. It's just I'm like, why not just get the slightly better experience mm-hmm. down the line, especially whenever next summer hits and there's probably not anything going on or whatever. Yeah. It's the 4K60 that's got me excited for PS5 with Ghost of Tsushima. Right, exactly. I'm just excited about the goats and the sushi, really. Yeah. <laughs> is, it like a, is that like a special rap that you got to do? I don't know. And is it actual goat? There's not a lot of sushi in that game. Or is it it's goat actual goat goats and sushi. It's a mod. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, what is the stupid goat simulator game? Yeah, it's goat, goat simulator. simulator. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's good. an add-on to that. Go it sushi. Is. Yeah. Um, six is Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, five is Neo two. N I O H. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. Neo. Yeah, Neo. I didn't play Neo? it. Okay, I haven't played that it. Is There's a remake coming or a remaster of it coming out on like what PS5. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna wait for that. Yeah, like, like, if the game's remastered and put together or something. I thought it was a That'll Same probably way. be on like PlayStation Plus or something too. Where she I has like five it. trillion polys in her butt. Oh no, that's something else. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a, the wrong email, Skelly. <laughs> no, what is that game? It's something like that. Well, it's and back in her... the infinite penis again. I don't know what's happening. No, something's got something in like, her butt. Fuck. The character's like the character model has like ten thousand polys, like just for her butt. That's very impressive. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, oh my god wait wait wait, wait. 10,000 polys but <laughs> search history is fucked All right. it's 2B. no it's right here it literally says it's 2B her name is 2B Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh near yeah. automata. Yeah, near automata. Okay, it started with an N. All right. You play that right after the Tom Holland game. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I figured it out. Okay, number four is Hilux 2 for Grey. Never heard of it. I don't know. It looks interesting. Hmm. Uh, number three is Doom Eternal. Hmm. Wait, it wasn't. I thought that was on. No, never mind. I'm getting the list mixed up. Never mind. Yeah. Too many lists in games. <laughs> number two is Hades. And then number one. But listen, number one is Yakuza, the new Yakuza. Mm, yeah. He loves that game. Like a dragon. Adored it. Yeah. His it reactions were really like, like, like his reactions to that game were like someone who has watched every single season of like a soap opera. And then <laughs> every time some big revelation would happen, he'd be like, drop the controller and be like, oh my god! <laughs> Going nuts. Yeah, the way like he reacted to that game, god, it looks so good. I can't wait so to try if, it. So if we had like reaction videos of Tyler watching new One Piece stuff? 
Oh, you don't even know, man. <laughs> Last night I was like drinking beers and watching One Piece, about to cry. It was, it was sad. <laughs> uh, life of a weeb. Yep. I, I I went to my wife before I went to bed. I was like, "Can I get this One Piece box set?" I just, you know, <laughs> she's like, "No, you bought too many like, goddamn Fortnite skins. Like One hundred eighty-five dollars. It's like I just need it." <laughs> Stop buying Fortnite skins and you can buy it. Uh, but yeah, Like a Dragon is like at the top of my honorable mentions because I just have not been able to play it, but I know I'm going to love it. I love Yakuza Same. Zero through Five. I have not played Six yet, which is the main reason why I haven't started Seven. I, I know I'm going to love it because everybody compares it to um, Mother or um, mm. Earthbound. Like the Earthbound series? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And everybody compares it to that, and I fucking love Earthbound. And have you played fact, Undertale? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't super hot on undertale just because i didn't like the aesthetic of it but uh, yeah take yourself (laughs) but like earthbound is super good and uh, uh, yakuza game like that sounds amazing Uh, that's his list (laughs) i have a rob hudak otherwise known as raven named rook i have his list here number 10 he cheated a little bit number 10 is bloodborne which uh he says it's tied for his favorite game of all time with Breath of the Wild. So I'm going to assume he put it at number 10 because it's not qualified, but he had to put it on there anyway. Because, you know, he shows the same affection for it as Tyler. That's he did do a, a whole fresh run this year with Midmax as well. Yeah. That's true. I did two fresh runs, though, and I didn't put it on my Theoretically, list. Theoretically, it did oh, release this year. Okay? The PS what? Plus collection on PS5. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Technically, it did release this year finish that run this year how about that uh his number nine is phasmophobia uh oh i should, he has a little text here i should read uh phasmophobia corpse rosen and t-pose while my friends take a picture would play again <laughs> his number eight is spider-man miles morales he says the only spider-man i've ever cared for character wise the game has a lot of heart even if the plot is a bit cliche and bland feels spectacular to navigate harlem Cliche. I think, I think Rob and Tyler are gonna fight. Yeah, <laughs> cliche at all. Great. Uh, his number seven is Among Us. He says, "I still think Stubbs runs all sus like." It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> his number six is Deep Rock Galactic. Rock and Stone for Carl. Rock and Stone. Rock and Stone. That's a. I downloaded game. that after. That stream you guys are doing, so I'm going to play that eventually here soon. It's good stuff. Uh, (laughs) Number five is Demon Souls. Granted, I was a little burnt out on Souls games by the end of this year. This is still an incredible achievement, and I look forward to spending many more hours upon revisiting it. I wish I would have went. Rob and I were talking about doing some co-op, and we just just never did it. I wish I would have done co-op with Rob. It would have been so fun. Number four, Final Fantasy VII Remake. A little long in the tooth pacing-wise, but the best version of a traditional JRPG combat with modern action sensibility. Also, that soundtrack, my god. <laughs> Number three, oh, here's one we haven't talked about, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. This I haven't talked Yes, please. Fantastic game with exceptional music. I watched him stream that a few times, yeah. I wanted to pick it up. I think it's actually on Game Pass. Is that the 2D platformer? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it did just drop on Game Pass. 
I'm pretty you can sure. You play as like a Shiva in a mech suit, so yeah, game, you can right. play as uh, like a shit ton of different characters, right? It's like four, four characters, characters yeah. I think, that you swap between. Um, number two is specifically Ghost of Tsushima's Legends mode. Just under ninety hours played of this game, and only ten was in the main story. It's real good, y'all. I mean, that goes back to my point of Legends mode is a game changer. Totally. Yeah. If you have people uh, to play with. Fair. And number one is exactly what it should be. Hades. This game Woo! is incredible. Me perfect. Nailed it. We'll probably finish Ghost of Tsushima though, because that story is good. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to start working on it this coming Friday. I hear. Yeah, it's it, it's worth it. I think that ending of Ghost of Tsushima is incredible. All right, and then we have one more list uh, from friend of the show Rebecca who most of us have played Fortnite with. Yep, Fortnite uh, friend. We won a couple of rounds of Fortnite earlier with her. Yeah. Yep. It is 10 games, but it's broken up into two lists. Ones that she, uh, or like games that she played the ever-loving crap of in 2020, and ones that she just kind of recently got into over the holidays, so she hasn't put enough time into to solidify an exact location, but realizes that they are good enough to go in the top 10 somewhere. Um, so her top seven, like verified top seven, uh, and uh, for 2020, number seven's Doom Eternal. Number six is The Last of Us 2. Number five is The Division 2. Uh, number four, uh, and this is new for her, is Skyrim because she just got a PC this year yeah, and she's yeah, yeah. finally been able to dabble in mods. So, and I don't know how much you've been able to mod Skyrim on PC, but it is quite literally a different game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number three, Borderlands three, and that is my fault. I apologize, everybody. Uh, number two, <laughs> uh, number two for her is Fortnite, and I can attest she did not get into that game until about April this year. Uh, and I didn't play the so game, game until April too. So <laughs> I, I literally like, played one match before. Yeah, I've played that game. game. I've only played a handful of matches before, but this whole year with all the Disney crap, I'm like, God damn it! I want to play Fortnite so I can play as like <laughs> Iron Man or what the hell else ever. That'd probably be better than the Avengers game that came out this year. I feel yeah, like, that was not mentioned on a single list. I feel like being <laughs> in the uh, min max community, I I got a lot of people to play that game with me. <laughs> and I, I take responsibility for. I mean, it's downloaded on my Series X. I'm like right next to playing it honestly if you ever want (laughs) i mean i have had it downloaded since 2017 so i've never deleted it i I love that fucking game i think that game is incredible i've had it on my ps4 but i never played the battle royale i always played the save the world until we started playing together and then we right that's what i'm saying like i had played one multiplayer match before this year the game's fucking fun dude god it's it's fun with the group has yeah. no right to be that fun, but fuck, I have a good time every time I play. <laughs> yeah, when you can b- drop twenty five dollars on a skin and then buy you know teddy bears that you don't want. And, yeah, you know. and then my wife asked me about them later, and then I got her. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I, got, I got you this bottle of wine. Yeah, deflect, deflect things. <laughs> She's uh, like, you're lucky we got a stimulus check coming. <laughs> <laughs> Psych. Uh, best joke of this podcast, and the number one. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch McConnell. Number one uh, game for sure from Rebecca is Fallout 4. Again, with the whole modding from PC. I know she adored that game on uh, PS4, but getting to play it with mods on PC is uh, a different experience. And then the three games that she got into recently but hasn't been able to quite nail down yet. The Long Dark, which I've yeah, not heard of. It looks good. Oh, 
Yeah, it's pretty good. I played it with my, or I take turns playing with my dad when I was up at his house. Okay. Uh, number two, Divinity Original Sin 2, which we've played a bit of on uh, PS4 this year for the first time. Uh, we just picked it up on PC, so we're going to hopefully dig into that playthrough a little bit more. And Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Did Except anybody play Division 2? Yeah, I played the crap out of it. A little bit of it. You put it on the list. Yeah, I played it with her this earlier this year. Uh, if you've got a group of people to play with. Yeah. yeah, it's not fun by yourself, but yeah. the gunplay is really tight and fun. But since I was playing by myself, I didn't want to keep playing. Have you ever That's played Gears? Like the first one. Yeah. The first division. Sure. Yeah. Gears, like Gears of War. Yeah. I fucking love that game. I'll play yeah, it by myself like, all day. I feel like. Ever. <laughs> the, the combat feels uh somewhat similar to gears but there's not enough no, just like just third, third cover it's the only but thing there's not enough gears. there's not enough of that How, name another one what's what's what are the others besides gears and division last of us i fucking hate last of us get out of here i didn't beat the first <laughs> they've one got, they've got a cover system that's extremely similar to the uh, it's this yeah. the scavenging part of that's not fun to me really yeah I, I really dislike it oh i really like the last of us i thought I had an I think uncharted uncharted doesn't feel the same it's the gunplay is not good enough GTA Five, GTA oh. Five is not cover to cover. Tom, it has, it has cover to cover, but it's not cover to cover. Is it real? No, Breakpoint doesn't feel like that. Tom, I played about forty hours of Breakpoint this year, and it. And you it, get into feels... certain spots, you can do it. Like, oh, it's you not as tight. <laughs> it's not like that's not the main mechanic of Breakpoint. Why does it have to be the main mechanic? I don't want a main mechanic to be fucking hide behind this. You know, the best one was that fucking Terminator game that came out like. Eight years ago, that was the best duck and cover. What, the salvation shoot. one, yes, that game was crap. But that the duck and cover and movement between between uh, fucking ledges was way better than Gears of War. Wasn't Army of Two duck and cover type stuff? Yes, it yeah. was. That and game I was love the shit out of that. Army of Two. Yeah, Army of Two is freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. There are not enough over the shoulder duck and cover like good quality main mechanic. That's just because there's not a big calling anymore. That's the they're wrong. There needs to be more. They go by the numbers. Look at what happened to those fucking duck and cover games. Like aside from gears, yeah, people don't want to play. It's like I don't even care about gears anymore. People still play division right now. The division is good. That's the only reason I liked it. That's because of the gameplay. Mm -hmm. It was just really tight, tight controls. I would continue to go back and that is so fucking tight. I mean, it's. The gunplay is fantastic. And I exactly. Agree. So we need more. They just need to be developed better. Yeah, yeah. Well, when Ubisoft's got the fucking market on it, <laughs> you're, you're kind of fucked anyway. Yeah, well. You're did just you going to get the, uh, any Tom Clancy. Did you guys play the Hype Busters thing that came out for Gears 5 this I year? Played like, that, yeah. I haven't finished Gears 4, so I haven't played Gears 5 at all. I, I stopped at Gears 3 because... Me too. I didn't finish the Gears 5 story because I got to that one berserker mom boss or whatever, and I was like, this is the stupidest thing designed ever, so I died to it a few times. I was like, okay, I'm fucking done. Just looked up the ending to the game. I was like, I'll try again at Gear 6. Bye. <laughs> like, I play the multiplayer on the game a fair bit, but, like, the story, that one boss fight just pulled me out of it so fast. I feel it's Microsoft's problem at this point because they lost me on Gears and they lost me on Halo. Like I fucking I could give two shits about those games now. I agree. I, I think Halo, Halo Five 3. is fucking good, and I wish people liked it more. <laughs> that game is fun. 
I didn't even try it five and four. I started and I'm like, this story is fucking. I think five is underrated. I think the gunplay in five is super fucking tight and amazing. I think I'm about to download them on Game Pass because I kind of fell off after I I think five is so fucking good and underrated. (laughs) I don't know why everybody hates it. I never played it. I don't hate it. I just I don't care about it. I haven't played it either. I stopped at three for Gears and Halo. Yeah, Halo Five, like playing as Locke. Locke is super cool. I I like Locke a lot. Didn't they like um, adopt like the whole class based thing? Oh, that was in um, Reach, really. Mm-hmm. And um, Reach was the last one I played, and I loved yeah, yeah. Reach. And yeah. I was just like, Reach mm-hmm. is incredible. I like the story of Reach, but I'm if you on the gameplay. <laughs> that's okay because that game came out forever ago, and we're talking yeah. about 2020 <laughs> releases. Fair. Fair. Actually, we're talking yeah. about honorable mentions. That's true. I don't think we honorable mentions that we haven't talked about yet. Um, Astro's Playroom. We talked about it. Not we really. mentioned it, but I mean. I think that game's great. Uh, super fun, even though it's like an add-on thing for the PS5. I got the Platinum on it. I think the platforming is incredible. I wish it was a, like a bigger release. I would like to see more from Sobo Studios. I think It's it really like cool. a demo game, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But the platforming is I mean, super fun. Like a solid fun. few hours. Uh, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's basically a controller tutorial is what it's made of. For yeah, the PS5. It's so fun. Like The platforming is super fun. Oh, Have I you played yeah. the, um, the Rescue Mission yeah. on VR? Uh, no, I do not have a PSVR. Oh, dude. I know. I want to. Just be, from playing Playroom, I want to go back and play Astro, whatever, the Rescue Mission. Whatever yeah. The fuck. yeah, I have AstroBot Rescue Mission and a PlayStation VR, but I haven't played it because I have a Quest 2 now, and PlayStation VR looks like freaking ass. It is. And not good ass. Like badass. Like <laughs> shitty ass. Nobody's wiped that ass. Uh, it, phenomenal. Rescue Mission is is so good. So good. Uh, another honorable mention I have is um, Call of the Sea. Uh, I know Chris has played this. Um, we kind of have a little differing opinions on it, but I, th- I think the story of that game is really cool. Um, there are a couple puzzles that I think are complete garbage and make no sense, and it kind of breaks up that game, but the actual story that is being told through that uh, narrative is really f- fucking cool and unique, and uh, I like that a lot. And it really pulled me through. Um the Pathless, which we've talked enough about, uh, but I think it's it's worth mentioning again. I think that game is really good. And then I think, oh, uh, Super Liminal. I know. I think oh, that, came that out looks on, really good. Yeah. I don't know if that came out this year on everything or not. I played it on Switch this year. I know it just released on Switch this year. I played through that and that game is really fucking fun. Um, the puzzles are really unique and interesting and just it plays with perspective a lot and how you view things and I really like that it's it's really cool puzzle it looks so good it's like such a creative uh, take on a puzzle game yeah and it's kind of like changing the environments and making things um, you know bigger or smaller depending on where your perspective perspective is and it's really cool there's another game that's coming out like that uh, soon I can't remember the name of it but I'm really interested in that Um, and it kind of gave me those kind of vibes yeah, it looks super good. Yeah, really good. Played. Highly recommend. It's fine. <laughs> no, I haven't played it. It looks fine. Uh, genetics, do you have any uh, honorable mentions we haven't talked about? Um, honorable mentions for me, for ones that directly came out this year, uh, the Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. That's pretty much my game of forever. Um, I was freaking obsessed with that game. Still am, and... Uh, playing as Virgil and playing at 60 FPS constantly with 4K and everything is really awesome on the Series X. 
And then um, Risk of Rain 2, I was really obsessed with. I almost put it on my list. Um, just a fun roguelite to play, but it gets a little repetitive because there's only like one good build for every hero. And then um, Cyberpunk is an honorable mention because I just feel like it needs to get polished up more. So that's why it's not on the list at all. And then, oh wait, Gears Tactics and Spellbreak came out this year too. And then um, for games that didn't come out this year, but they do a lot, that makes it feel new all the time. Uh, I play the crap out of the Hearthstone Battlegrounds game mode, um, which they constantly update that a whole bunch. And then League of Legends, just constantly big-ass season updates and stuff to make it feel new every season. So. Sweet. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> my honorable mentions, just to throw that out real quick. Uh, it was yeah. a good year for strategy games, and I feel like I did not play a lot of them, and that makes me sad. Yeah, I've, I've only put about uh, 45, 30, 45 minutes into Gears Tactics, and that's a damn shame, because that first little chunk that I did play is great. Uh, and I, I really do need to sink my teeth in more. Uh, I forgot, real quick, uh, Bob had a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, and Super Puzzle Fighter HD. I also forgot one from mine. Real quick, if you don't mind me interjecting. Yeah, no, your time's over. Um, the, the last... <laughs> hey, fuck off, Tom. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Last Campfire by Hello Games, I thought was a really uh, cute little puzzle game. Um, it had I had some frame rate issues playing on Switch, but um, I thought the overall puzzle mechanics and story were really cool and unique. And it was cool to see them tackle something different besides No Man's Sky, even though they're taking no man's sky and creating like an incredible fucking thing with that. It was just nice to see them make this tiny little. Um, personally, a uh, couple of quickies. What remains of Edith Finch? First time I played that this year with uh, the min max game club and phenomenal uh, a plague tale guys. Thanks so much for getting me to play that top notch game. So good. Uh, Phantom Brigade, which I haven't played a lot of. I've seen Rob stream it more than I've played it. Uh, it's an early access strategy game with mech fighters and a lot of customization to the mech fighters and a uh, little XCOM-y, but I, 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 it looks really good. There's really minute down to the millisecond, uh, like what happens in a turn when you can do certain things in that turn. It's a really, really uh, minute precision strategy gaming, which looks really cool. Uh, Grindstone, which I just got uh, into on iOS, and I can't stop. That game stop. is so fucking good, dude. <laughs> it's really addicting. A ton of fun. Um, Monster Sanctuary, which I've gotten at least two people to play. <laughs> uh, that it, you know, my, uh, Metroidvanias have been hit or miss for me, but Creature Collectors are comfort food, and so is turn-based fighting games, and it's not much, but the the little fun piece they're doing with that combo system in the turn-based fighting is enough to like add that strategical layer to make combat a little more interesting than just your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. Um, and final honorable mention for me, Killer Queen Black. Uh, I got into that game this year to the point where I'm on an esports team for it. Uh, I adore the ever-loving crap out of that game. Uh, it's, if, if you have a Switch... Or PC. I bought it on Switch. It's also on Game Pass now, too. So. Uh, January 5th, it'll be on Game oh, Pass. Oh, okay. Very soon. Very soon. Um, very excited for it to come to Game Pass. That game is its a ton of fun. It, it's an absolute blast. Uh, yeah, if you ever want anyone to throw berries with, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have been meaning to since I bought it on sale on Switch at one point. So 
Yeah, definitely. All right, mine um, for let's see what came out this year. I think is just Star Renegades. I need to put more into that game. That game's but, cool, uh, but I wish it wasn't a roguelike because I like I beat it on my first run, and I don't know. It feels like it should have just been a nice RPG and not a roguelike. Roguelike doesn't feel like the right structure for a game like that where a run takes like eight hours to beat. Fair. Um, otherwise, this year is the first time I played Horizon Zero Dawn. That one was That's pretty good. That's so good. And Bloodborne. This is the first year I played that. Never even started Sekiro because fucking too much shit to play in my backlog. <laughs> uh, and Monster Sanctuary. That was a good game so far. That's all I got. All right. I played nine games from this year. So I'm going to have to say uh, Banjo-Kazooie on the Nintendo 64. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. I fucking love Banjo-Kazooie. Solid platformer. You really can't go wrong Fuck with it. Yeah. The flying in that game is so fun. Um, and we'll go with Ape Escape 3. Uh, also a solid game. <laughs> <laughs> um, those I mean, are probably bomb, dude. So whatever. <laughs> so good. Uh, quick you question: What's the what's the best uh, level in Banjo Kazooie? The best level? Yeah, I I do like the piratey one, the beachy level, because that's where you like first are introduced to flying, and it's super cool and yeah, exciting. Okay. Yeah. Plus, that's where you first do the like, like the jump thing yeah, with the green. Great. Spring legs. That yeah. was a spot, yeah. on, spot on impression. Was it good? Yeah. That that level is called Treasure Trove Cove. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one's really what's your favorite? Uh Mad Monster Mansion. Or Freeze Easy Peak. Uh Banjo kazooie is like Oh favorite. shit. Right. That is a good one too. I forgot <laughs> about the one with the big ass snowman. Yeah, that Freeze Easy Peak. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I think Bobby's Desert is super fun. Uh oh, I mean the whole fucking game is good. I love that. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, so that's my uh, top top two mention yeah. honorable mentions for this year. Mentioning Banjo Kazooie honestly just makes me think um, another honorable mention, even though it came out like what is it two years ago at this point for me, is a uh, Smash Brothers because Sephiroth and just came out. So yeah, spamming the crap out of that, but Banjo Kazooie's in it, so that's why I thought of it suddenly. So good, a really good game that came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you get the Spiral Mountain map, and it's fucking fantastic. I love that map. Mm-hmm. Oh, also Spyro. Any Spyro games pretty decent. Spyro Reignited is really good. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Thank you guys. So- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, so I have a shitload, so I'm going to rapid fire, and you guys, you tell me if you want to talk about one. So for games that I just didn't get the chance to play, I've got XCOM Chimera Squad, 13 Sentinels, Half Life Alex. Wait, you oh, played Sentinels? You played Thirteen Sentinels? No, he hasn't played them, but he knows he'd like them to the extent oh, okay. of debating yeah. them for Game okay. of the Year. Um, Persona Five Royal, um, and then Kentucky Route Zero. I didn't touch any of those, but pretty confident I would like them. Kentucky Route Zero is the only one that's maybe kind of not exactly my type of game, but so many people talk so highly of it that I feel like. I have to try it at some point. Yeah, I, really I just want picked to that up. Out 13 Sentinels, man. I just picked up Kentucky Route Zero on a PlayStation sale on uh, Christmas. I haven't started it yet, but I'm very curious. Half-Life Alex looks really good. Yeah, I wish I could. I have a Quest 2 now, but I, I can't find no. the fucking link cable anywhere. So. No! Yeah. Buy one on Amazon. Yeah, but they're like $100 when they're supposed to be 50 What so. the fuck? What is it called? <laughs> 
uh, the Amazon or what well, Amazon the <laughs> Oculus Link cable. Skeleton I'm getting, face. I'm getting fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so expensive? Is it all sold out? Now that you got scalpers? Yeah, I think that's scalpers. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then, again, Rapid Fire. These games I played, I gave an 8 or higher, but they didn't quite make my list. Uh, that we haven't talked about it all yet. Boomerang Fu. It's actually one my brother introduced me to. <laughs> that game's fucking amazing. It's pretty cool. Uh, moving Out. Spelunky 2. Dreams. Paper Mario, The Origami King. Fuck, I want to play that still. Uh, Spirit Fair. Fuck. I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, that game is so great. The animation is incredible. Uh, golf with your friends. Oh, it was yeah. It was funny. Yeah, it's a very funny game. Uh, Yakuza Collection, Darksiders Genesis, Sackboy, and Minecraft Dungeons. I found that cable for eighty (laughs) dollars. Only somewhat marked up. Is it the headset cable? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, Dory. Dory also had uh, honorable mentions. I forgot to say Fall Guys, Spirit Fair, and Ring Fit. Oh, yeah, Ring Fit's pretty cool. Was that this year? I don't even remember. I think it was last year, but. Okay, like towards the end of last year, obviously. But... Yeah, but try to get one of them last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, like, I walked into a Target, like, right as they started to get restocked, and I was like, oh my God, they have one left. I have to buy it. So I bought it. And then after that point, they're just restocked everywhere. I was like, oh, I didn't need to rush so hardcore on it. <laughs> it was sold out for like a year straight, it felt like. Yeah. And uh, just not fully related, but my girlfriend says New Horizon and all the rest of the debate is pretty much void. So so we're all wrong, everybody. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the gist right. I got. She just texted Nuts. me that, that New Horizon hands down, so... This whole debate is not needed anymore. Mm-mm, yeah, we can all go home. I'm glad we wasted two hours and yeah. 38 minutes. Oh, no, this is this is the second recording, though. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Or actually, it's the third recording, but yeah, I am tired. Fuck. Fuck. Right. <laughs> well, that's our um, goatee list, but apparently, Animal Crossing is actually the winner. I mean, uh, it was on Why didn't she text us like three hours ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can skip this whole fucking thing. <laughs> oh, um, but thanks, on here. Uh, Skelly and Genetics, for joining us for this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Is thank you. you it was a good time. Yeah, you got uh, Skelly, you got something you want to plug? Yeah, Vampire the Masquerade's a pretty good game. Also came out this year. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's trash. I mean, I you can... heard wrong. You heard wrong. I don't know what to tell you. You shouldn't listen to that person. It's good. Like, that's about all I have to say. Thank you. Not your so. Twitch channel? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not important. That's not important. Real life skeleton. <laughs> it's real, real life skeleton. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> genetics, you got anything? My Twitch is just Victorian Genetics, and my YouTube is just www.youtube.com slash Victorian Genetics. And we'll put links in the description for the video and podcast as well. Awesome. Except, except for Skelly, because she didn't really care anyway. But <laughs> listen, Vampire the Masquerade is a good game. Came out this year. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a link to buy Vampire the Masquerade. It's yeah, fine. It's on it's sale fine. right now. We're it's actually fine. being sponsored by Vampire the Masquerade. You know. oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, they caught on, guys. <laughs> Beam me out. 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for everybody that listened and sent in their lists and or watched this fantastic video of us being crazy. It's always a always <laughs> a good time. Crazy, so yeah, this is the first time we had um, special guests, right? Yeah, thank you guys for coming. This was fun. Thank yeah. you for yeah. having us. Peace um, out. Also, the next game we'll be doing for our game exploration is the Surge Two. Oop. And we were playing it up to some point. What is it? Um, after the three towers, three temples, three temples right? Three temples, three, three towers. I don't fucking remember. Like three, three tower temples, three tower temples slash something else. It's, it's don't start three, the lost child. Three That's towers, right? Yeah, like the Golden City three three towers. Okay. If you start the chapter, the lost child, you've gone yeah. too far. You've gone yeah. too far. Turn around, run away, burn your system. <laughs> take your clothes. Take your. Take your clothes off and go T-pose on top of your car. And we'll be oh recording that. Oh my god, did Factorio, Factorio come out this year? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, no, maybe? maybe? No. I don't if so, that's that's my number two. <laughs> Switch that <laughs> shit right around. We're, We're trying to plug our I next exploration. <laughs> 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 guys, Factorio, listen. <laughs> We're done oh, with good. the lift portion. Yeah, we're going to in another game. <laughs> Anyway, the Surge 2 is also on Game Pass currently. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be recording that first episode on the 13th. Yes. I'll take your word for it because I don't have my calendar. Two weeks from me. today. That would be the two weeks from this Wednesday. 13th. Or Did we, we switch to Wednesday? <laughs> Are we? Or is it the 14th? <laughs> we, we can talk about this after, but get your questions out of all fair. But, anyways. Thanks, everybody, for watching and participating and listening. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see you next time. I had to Factorio has multiplayer. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>